All right. Should we do this? I don't remember how we do this. Do we have an intro? No, we usually just start talking, right? No, I think <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> how long has it been? Can we get like a, a hard number on this? Okay, yes. Well, no, not a hard number. I'm not that organized. But I did look up. Our last episode was for another event. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was not the September event. It was one after that. So I believe that was an October event. Our last episode... I'm just yeah. actually... Looking. What year? <laughs> Our last episode was the 1st of April, 2022. <laughs> yes. What? 1st of April, but I think 2022. It was, I think that was released no. quite a bit after we recorded. That doesn't seem right. Why would we do an episode then? Starting now. <laughs> now. <laughs> okay, so I'm not sure if it makes it into show, but we just determined it was a while ago we recorded. So let's talk a bit about what we'll do. We are just going to talk about WWDC 23. Uh, we are not going to make a big competition out of it because it tends to get... I mean, maybe uh, a little bit of a competition. Uh, okay, I mean, you have to put a little bit of competition in there, I guess. There, there's some things. But uh, we, we're not going to have like a lot of rules, uh, even though I think that's fun when it's getting more and more complicated with every event. But it's just a lot of but work. But it's been long enough that we wouldn't remember the rules. So yeah. therefore, we roll it all the way back and we just talk about Dub Dub. Yes. So let's do it. I think we'll... Talk about the event and hardware and software expectations because DubDub has not happened yet. This is our pre-DubDub episode, just just to state that. Um, but before that, um, maybe we should just mention what we've been up to because it was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, summarize the last two years. You have four <laughs> sentences. Go. <laughs> four sentences. Um, well, if you, I'm using the first one. Um, <laughs> the second one, we all met up at DubDub... Oh, uh, Kai Mullen and myself met up at DubDub last year, which was cool. Um, and again in April of this year, 2023. Um, yeah. What else has happened? Lots of work. Um, but <laughs> you I released also an app. Yeah, I re- released an app, which I think is, is the main part that the, the audience would be um, most interested in. And then the four, I'm going to use my fourth point What's to say... What's the name of your I'm, app, Zach? <laughs> I'll get there. I'm just, I'm just doing, I'm doing the high-level okay. summary. Okay. The fourth point is I'm sad because my coffee machine is in for repairs this weekend. Oh, no. What um, happened? Just, <laughs> the the um, hot water spout has started dripping. It's actually been dripping for like three months, and I finally uh, stopped being lazy this week and, and took it in for repairs. Mm. Uh, it's covered under warranty, but that doesn't change the fact I don't have a coffee machine. So, of all the things weeks. you mentioned, let's talk more about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> about why I was so late. No, no, no. Um, I, no, I do think that the main point that's relevant for everyone is is the new app. Um, mm-hmm. So it's called, I'd to touch on Marlon's question, it's, it's called Glucomate. It's an app for people who monitor uh, their blood sugar and sort of record those um, values in HealthKit, uh, be it whether you sort of record it yourself uh, manually or if you do it automatically using like a continuous glucose monitoring device or something like that and um if you've listened to this show before you know that i i uh, am quite a fan of uh, my continuous glucose monitoring device and it changed mm-hmm. a lot of the ways that i managed uh, my own diabetes um, and i know that that's similar for many people around the world but one of the problems with it is is that once the data is captured and recorded and put into healthcare it kind of just goes there to die and so, glucomate exists to, to help you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it exists to sort of help you uh, analyze that uh, at a glance, uh, but also with with really sort of pretty charts and things like that. And mm. there are other sort of systems out there that do a similar thing. A lot of them are like 
clunky or web-based or, or PDF-based. Um, oh, really? This is just an, a nice app for people who like nice apps and, and mm. looking at that data in sort of a mm. easy-to-access format uh, as opposed to the sort of old method I was using, which it was actually to have to generate a PDF and then mm. I would usually generate it on my phone but then not want to look at it on my phone because it's very mm-hmm. awkward. Mm. Um, instead, it's, it's much nicer to be able to open the app and sort of have everything there within a second or two. So, mm. Yeah, that's yeah. my update. And you can read more about it on daringfireball.net. <laughs> <laughs> you can that's if awesome. you so choose. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. That's awesome. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. That's good. And that's I, uh, I don't have, um, I don't monitor my blood glucose, but I do think the app is very nice. And I think you can really see how much, how much work and sort of passion you put into it. And it's a very sleek app. So for anyone who needs it, they should I, check I it out. I appreciate that. I think uh, if anyone has been listening to the show for so since the beginning or very early on, you would have heard me mention that I was working on something like this <laughs> over many years and just I never shipped it. And now all that now that's changed. So it actually feels really good to have it out because mm. it sort of went from, you know, this time last year where I was in a state where it worked for me but wasn't good enough to be released to the public app store to a point where I was actually quite happy with sort of where the 1.0 landed. Um, and now that it's out there, I've been able to sort of, gather feedback and, and it's given me a pretty clear uh, indication of what needs to be worked on next and that's also really nice instead of building in in isolation mm-hmm. yeah awesome. and, i mean yeah. you know at some point there always been apple rumors about you know apple watch reading blood, blood glucose at some point non-intrusive mm. that works i mean yeah, i'm not that expecting that for this year really but no neither but you're mm-hmm. you're just ready for that. You really managed to utilize your four sentences into becoming so <laughs> such full stories. That's awesome, man. Uh, All right, yeah. Kai, what have you been up to? Um, you know, well, Zach is trying to save people with his, uh, you know, blood glucose. Not saving, not a medical device. <laughs> not, <laughs> you not saying, um, purely uh, historical data viewing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. We don't need to disclaimer. We're saving people's lives with a new weather app. <laughs> uh, yeah, we released Mercury weather. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't feel like we really... We, this hasn't even been a thing. When we stopped recording, we pretty much worked on Orbit. That was the only thing. <laughs> and then we... Uh, last year felt like we wanted to have a fun summer project. So we built a new app uh, called Mercury Weather, which is a weather app. Uh, very different from a time tracking app. Uh, it was lots of fun. Um, but it was mostly we were annoyed <laughs> we lived in multiple countries and our favorite app, weather apps just happened to always get sold or or abandoned or you know go out of business one form or another the first thing that happened was with pocket weather in australia uh that was a very it was exclusively australian weather data right they didn't even have so. international weather data it was bomb only yeah that's right i think it was just only using the uh, BLM yeah. data, which was a really nice app but you know that was uh, Shifty Jelly built that before subscriptions, which is hard when bomb data is also particularly annoying and expensive. So that just mm-hmm. wasn't a viable business model long term. So they shut down. Then we moved to Canada. We used uh, Weatherline for a while, and then they sold Weatherline to other people. And uh, we played around with a whole bunch of different weather apps. And we thought, you know what? The easiest way to guarantee that it's not going away is just building it yourself. Mm-hmm. And Apple released uh, both WeatherKit and Swift Charts uh, and a bunch of other nice Swift UI improvements. So we decided to build that over the summer. Uh, started that actually 
uh, about a month before WWDC in anticipation of the likelihood of whether something like weather kit to be mm. announced. Mm. Because, we should have you know, recorded. Dark... We should have recorded an episode that we could have been talking yeah, about this. Could have totally, you know. <laughs> That was probably our highest prediction accuracy year yet. Yeah, and no one yeah. gets to hear it. Because um, yeah, so we, we assumed something would we happen. We have to take your word for yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, but we built it. Uh, we started building, playing around with some UI stuff a little bit before and uh, started using uh, open weather as a, as a weather source while we were working on it and see if, if there's something, if we could get it to something that we kind of sort of liked. And then when WWDC at WWDC, they actually showed WeatherKit and, and Swift charts were like, cool. This, I guess, this is our summer. And then we built it our summer and, and shipped it in whenever iOS 16 came out. September. Yeah. But not with WeatherKit, turns out, because we didn't get there in time. <laughs> so we shipped it with Open Weather and then had, a, had an update very, very shortly after. And now we use WeatherKit and we have Open Weather as a backup, just in case WeatherKit isn't accessible that, that and you can also happen. read about it on daringfireball.net <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a plan to um read parts of his article but you, you just stole the that thunder there uh, Archive, so damn it <laughs> that's okay i was like copying quotes out into a note stop <laughs> it's not that long an article you know <laughs> it sounds like, like, <laughs> wasn't it just three sentences or something <laughs> I, I copied three notes, yeah. <laughs> like three lines of this note. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Yeah. No, it looks really good. Congratulations. It's yeah. Great, great app. Mm, thank you. I think that was our main thing. I mean, we're also, you know, client work. But actually, I think that was also part of the reason probably mm -hmm. why we didn't record as much uh, that Zach and I actually work on one project together quite a lot more in the last, I guess, year and a half or so now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So that was also yeah. because th the reason we started this podcast initially was when we left Australia and wanted to replicate our coffee chats before work. Hmm. I think that was kind of the hmm. initial idea. And they, they, it turns out they were not actually two and a half hours. I don't know. The podcast kind of made those, uh, <laughs> you know, it was a little <laughs> bit of a podcast episode length inflation going on. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. But I think then we, we just... Um, yeah, and we're working on a lot of cool, lot of fun things. Um, and speaking at conferences, but we're not going to get into too much detail. Adam, what have you been up to? Uh, I guess I'll make this quick. Um, I have not left my house since the last time we recorded a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I've gone to no uh, no conferences. Uh, uh, let's see. I guess you know, development wise. Um, my company, we've uh, we released some major new apps and app updates. Uh, the biggest one was uh, we released a version of TimePage for the Mac, uh, and and it was a complete uh, from scratch rewrite uh, in Swift UI, mm -hmm. which was exciting because we got to do something brand new, um, but also scary because <laughs> it was brand new. That turned out pretty good, and uh, gosh, I've I've I realized uh, this year that. Although the company I work for is my day job, uh, is it is an indie company. It's like a small team of like ten people, and you know, but I, I feel like I still consider myself kind of an indie developer on my own. And, and I realize I really haven't done any side projects in a really, really, really long time. So this year I am 
dedicated i'm I'm promising (laughs) i'm committing in front of you guys uh to release two not one but two new apps uh this year one of which i'm almost done with i'm not gonna uh, announce it officially yet but it's very close to being uh, released and maybe shortly after wwdc Mm. i can actually release it and then i already have kind of a a second idea which is a very, very small app, which is why I think I can do it before the, <laughs> before the end of the year. Unless, of course, WWC, WWDC yeah. announcements uh, derail all my plans, <laughs> which is something that always can happen. But uh, I figured if I said it out loud, uh, you know, because I, mi- I miss releasing just uh, apps, both uh, important and useful, but also kind of just for fun. Let's just yeah. write something and get it out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think there's a good chance that that WWDC will derail your plans. <laughs> though. Yeah, and uh, then it'll, maybe it'll maybe I'm maybe I'll just commit to three apps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that can be the WWDC can be incorporated in your in your plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you also released um, um, an album. Yeah, that was uh, yes, that was back in 2020. Oh, really? Which was, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, hey, it's 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 cool. But yes, uh, <laughs> I, uh, one of the things uh, a friend and myself, uh, early COVID lockdown times, we were looking for any creative outlet, and he's a musician, and I'm a musician, and we collaborated on a little six song EP, which we uh, co wrote and recorded, uh, not ever being in the same pl- room at the same time, and just kind of. Uh, sending logic pro files back and forth, and uh, it was a lot of fun. That's yeah. impressive. No, that's really mm. cool. Oh, maybe they should release a co op mode for logic. You know, uh, so well, I think they should. So, we after we finished recording, I'd say about three months later, I got an email from Apple saying, Hey, Logic Pro user, do you want to? Um, we'd love to hear your feedback. Would you? participate in a survey and i'm like mm-hmm. sure why not and i'd say 90 percent of the questions reading between the lines were kind of related to collaboration hmm. with uh with you know music and stuff it talked about like uh, you know it's just things that are important to you uh so i don't know if that was just them testing the waters obviously that was two or three years ago and they have not announced any uh official uh, collaborative features since uh but i i was kind of hoping they mm. would have done that mm. between now and then but you know they they had to build an ipad uh pro <laughs> version uh first and hmm. when's that coming out next Adding week subscriptions right? took all that time <laughs> yeah that's coming out 20 28th of may like next week or something that sounds right hmm Ish. That that leads us into our next segment. Uh, very formal here. Um, if, it's interesting that that was something that they announced and released before WWDC because this feels like a thing they could have waited with. So, uh, how do how do you all interpret that? Do you think that means WWDC is going to be jam packed full of excitement? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I get the feeling that. It's not the kind of thing that would get a massive applause at a developer <laughs> keynote. Like, it, it doesn't have a developer story there. So it does kind of make sense that they're announcing it and kind of clearing the water for potentially more developer-focused um, things at WWDC. It's not like there's an API yeah. to tie in with Logic Pro or anything like that. I mean, it would probably um, even be, not, really... not just that, it would probably even be overshadowed 
because I think we That's all true. expect yeah. pretty big things, right? Mm. If, yeah. let's say, Apple would announce a brand new headset with a really crazy developer story, who, and even like with hands on for press, who would talk about, you know, not that Logic and Final Cut Pro are not cool, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. there's only once every five, six years that Apple would have a brand new product category. So yep. I, yeah, I think, you're right. I mean, I, I, I think. It, for that reason alone, it makes sense to break those things up. If if there's something mm-hmm. you want to announce that is not related to developers or new hardware, assuming there will be new developer stuff and new hardware, splitting them out mm-hmm. just seems like a sensible, even from a marketing strategy, mm-hmm. a sensible thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. also really like the approach of an, like pre-announcing iOS 17's uh, accessibility mm-hmm. features mm-hmm. around yeah. this time of year. Um, not just because it... Um, just not just because WWDC is busy, but also because it ties in with the May uh, Global Accessibility yep. Awareness Day. It, it's kind of cool that they're you know not willing to, or sorry, they're they're happy to sort of share their cards about what is coming mm-hmm. um, in iOS 17 and macOS whatever the next version is going to be um, to tie in with that sort of more global mm-hmm. event. While people are focused on that and thinking about accessibility, um, I, and that's I do really cool wonder well. what goes into that process because they they share some kind of screenshot type things right yeah i I wonder what the internal process is to be like all right we gotta we make this (laughs) the least you know descript while still conveying what we're trying to but they're probably not actual real just you know ios 17 device running on uh, that's right it's like what would this feature look like if it was on ios 16 it's like we're not going to show you (laughs) some redesigned screen or something it's yeah, no, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, secrecy work going on there, but it is still still cool that they're willing to do that. And I guess I guess take the risk, like it is risky. Something could leak if you didn't um, check all of these things thoroughly. So, yeah, it's good. Hmm. All right. So WWDC. Uh, before we get into that, Kai and I will be in the some in the Cupertino area. So uh, will Adam. So, well, Adam, sorry, but Kai and I are organizing core coffee events, uh, which is a meetup, and Adam will also be focus, there. Let's focus on the people you actually want to see, and <laughs> you can just kind of give a, you know, a little, a little what up nod to me so, from across no, the room so, if you want. So, really, we knew that people will want to meet with Adam, so Kai and I decided that we will organize an event every day, a meetup every morning, so you, Adam will be there, and you can all... Coffee, you can all, coffee with Adam. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you can all bring your uh, your books for autographs. So um, we, we get that all going. Um, but jokes aside, we do have meetups coming up. Um, so we'll have meetups every day, apart from Friday and Monday. Okay, most days. Uh, we'll put links in the show notes. <laughs> um, and if anyone else is in the area, I would love to meet with you. And uh, yeah, let us know if you're there or if you just want to... Uh, if you see us at the right. come on. To keep the schedule a little bit less convoluted, we'll have a meetup on Sunday before before WTC. Last chance to get your last-minute predictions uh, heard by a group of, it seems like 64 <laughs> people uh, will, will come to Whoa. Core Coffee on oh Sunday. Oh, my God. So that will be, and there's already a wait list, so I don't know why we're talking about that one. That one is probably <laughs> hard to get into now. Um <laughs> But so if you already be- RSVP'd, that will be fun. Um, then Monday we don't do anything because we'll be at Apple Park. Um, and 
there will potentially be a watch party from uh, the WWDC community slash iOS Dev Happy Hour that may or may not happen depending on venue and a bunch of other things. But that could be cool. And then Tuesday, we have a meetup in the morning. Wednesday, we have a meetup in the morning. And Thursday, we have one. Cool. So, yeah, if you're there, come and say hi. Would love to meet with people. And we also put a link to Core Coffee in the show notes. Yes. Um, all right. Let's go into let's get into WWDC expectations. All right. How do we do this? Do we want to have uh, a structure or just kind of free for all? I think I think we're pretty structured people, so it seems like <laughs> the best way of doing it. There's only one thing in the show notes, so I think it's clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam had a good idea that I liked. Um, <laughs> and I was like, what? Uh, that we should all have at least one bold prediction each. Uh, I think that 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 seems like a good idea. But I also wouldn't mind if we do want to sprinkle, like if someone talks about something and we disagree, we can we can figure something out as we go. If, there, if we want to have something that resembles some kind of challenge or, or something. I don't know. I don't think we have to set on rules now, but if someone has a good idea of like, hey, this could be a game because I disagree with Zach, let's <laughs> let's let's figure it out as we go. <laughs> you, you can sounds good. So you just say, I sh- like let the battle begin. And I'm then... not saying I'm making up rules here. <laughs> I'm just saying if someone has a great idea, we should we should just do it. But I don't think yeah. we have to plan for an entire elaborate, you know, all right scoring system. Sure, would have right. been fun. But... all right the thing that i i mean there's so many parts that are fun about wwdc i i feel like we could talk about this for a long time and kind of been trying to talk to everyone who we come across um (laughs) who is remotely related to ios development we we try to talk about them all the time um But one thing that I'm excited about... Oh, you have an iPhone. Do you want to talk about dub-dub <laughs> random person on the street? Do you remember when that used to be a thing, though? Not about iPhones, but you saw someone with a Mac in a coffee shop and you felt like, yeah, this like, connection because they also oh, no. made a... Like in Europe, definitely. Yeah. I, I was kind of disappointed because in Europe, we were just talking about that with a friend who grew up in France. Mm-hmm. And if you see someone in Europe... Back then, I don't know when it was just before the iPhone came out, 2007, 8, something, that time frame, if you would see someone at an airport with a MacBook, I would go up to them and start talking to them. We were, we were friends immediately. There are some people that I... <laughs> he did know that you will have a connection. Yeah, there were people... And that, that, is, and that is how Kai and Mullen met at an airport. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I think. I don't know. No. <laughs> but that was a thing. I don't know if that was the same in, in Australia or the US, but in, in Europe it was totally... Mm-hmm. If you go to an airport, you see yeah. someone with a Mac. Of because you sort you of knew that they had made the decision to go with something that was not the default. And they go through a like... lot of pain, especially in Germany. We were just yeah. talking about it. In Germany, it was really hard to get away with a Mac because you had to jump through a lot of hoops for all government software, even like getting like a, a parcel ship, like the, the UPS equivalent. If you want to book book a pickup, you could only do that with some kind of ActiveX weird Internet Explorer plugin thing. So it was quite a lot of pain. So if you would see someone at an airport with a Mac, you'd be like, all right, cool. This is an impromptu meetup now. Uh, a Mac <laughs> user group of two. Was that the same in Europe? and no, Sorry, in Australia and the US? I'm not sure I was using a Mac at this time. I don't think so. Where that would have been a thing. <laughs> People would come up to mm. me when they'd see me using a Mac 
and they'd kind of be like, hey, you know, we're both using Macs. We're better than everyone else. <laughs> and I'd have to be like, yeah, that's true. But still, even between the two of us, I'm much better than you. <laughs> so therefore, I really don't feel like we can continue this conversation. <laughs> I made a lot of friends. <laughs> Clearly. All right, how did we get into this? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, talking to random strangers <laughs> about DubDub. Yes, yes, that's it. Yes. yes. But one thing um, that I'm, I'm excited about, which we, we don't, we know a little bit of it's like just the event format. I'm very, very intrigued by this. And I thought we should get into that before we start talking about the things that people actually care about. Did you, did you say invent format? Event. Like we're going to invent a format? Event. Event. Yes, event format. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, I think... I got it. I think this will be interesting. Like last year was already intriguing because it was the first time we only had one day instead of a full full conference week in person and it was very special and i am still having an in-person component yeah and i'm super excited to have an in-person component this year again how do you two feel about this do you feel like this is a form that you want to see continued or do you feel like you missed a full week dub dub in person (laughs) i mean it's it is now two two days ish kind of yeah sort of uh it is it was kind of interesting if Apple's like, man, this is kind of fun. We should try to make it three or four days. But we're kind of running out of space. Maybe maybe there's like a big empty venue we can rent <laughs> and then have a whole bunch of developers there. That would be fun. Yeah, I don't so know. for people who don't know, the Seattle basically now has sort of stretched to include a Tuesday thing where there's something going to happen. So if you did have a, if you do have a, a ticket to, to the in-person event on Monday, you also get opportunity to go to apple park on the tuesday to the developer mm-hmm. center and we don't really know what that will be yeah um but overall i i, I really like this format of I, I think it is the perfect combination of if you're not going in person you still get most of the value out of it because the sessions are all pre-recorded super high quality they're as long as they need to be Everyone can attend uh, labs because they're online. You can register mm-hmm. for them. Even now, the the addition they like, was it last year when they added the the extra session throughout the year, where labs are kind of yeah what, happening what every couple of months. What, what do they call those? Uh, I don't know, but uh, is it office hours? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I think that was a great addition because it's mm-hmm. so hard. Usually, right? WWDC, all the new APIs, and now you have 24 hours to come up with super super clever uh, questions for all the new APIs you've not seen until, you know, just a few minutes ago. So I really like the concept of the office hours that you that you mm. actually use the APIs and now you have questions. So I, I think that that is a really nice setup where when you don't go, you get probably the pure, like, you're a developer and you want to do things, you probably get 90 nine percent of the value out of it Hmm. but if you're kind of either in the area or or particularly excited there is the in-person component which feels more like the official watch party in a way right yeah yeah it is like what we would usually do if we wouldn't get a ticket with friends like locally just with like a thousand or so of them (laughs) uh at at the at apple tech quarters with you know i i which is super a super fun event, but it's very very optional if, if what you care about is building, like knowing everything about the APIs and having your questions mm-hmm. uh, for for the APIs, right? Adam, are you? How do you feel? Yeah. Is this the first time you go to this form of event? Yeah, yeah. This format. You know, I I'm really excited for the for the you know 
getting out of the house and, and <laughs> social component part of it. Uh, and I, I think now that we've, now that we've had, uh, some online only versions and some last year's online plus a one day thing, I, I think, I think this is more honest about the, the sort of purpose and value of the, the in-person component. I, I feel like in previous years, we'd all say like, Oh, you know, it's a conference. We have to, you know, it's worth going to, you know, it's, it's, uh, the, the sessions, the APIs, the, uh, the labs and stuff. But, but I, I kind of think, and at least for me, that was kind of, it's just kind of an excuse. Like you really, you really are going cause, cause it's WWC and yeah. all the people are going to be there. And yes, there, there are all those other things that are important, but they're, they're not like, you know, yeah. $1,500 ticket plus a thousand to three thousand dollar uh airplane uh you know cost mm-hmm. uh, and so this is just this is this is in the ways that's more honest right it's like you're going because it's fun mm-hmm. because it's 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 cool and it's fun and it makes you in addition to, to the social part it's kind of like a battery recharge right you're just surrounded there's a hype thing you're surrounded mm-hmm. by a bunch of people that are just as excited about you you get to be on <laughs> apple's campus and so i don't know i'm i'm excited about it mm-hmm. um it is it's it's harder though unfortunately uh people who would normally get their work to pay for mm-hmm. it and it can kind of justify it through uh, oh i'm going to go to labs i swear <laughs> um you know, it's a little bit harder of a justification. Um, mm-hmm. it, may, it depends on where you work. Some mm-hmm. some places would still maybe uh, send people. On the other hand, it is it's also free, right? I mean, mm-hmm. as far as the attendance, uh, you have to pay to get yourself mm-hmm. to the premises. But otherwise, it's uh, yeah, it's free. But it's also more of a lottery. I don't know. I'm I think it's cool. But at the same time, like <laughs> when we went last time uh, last year, there was definitely a different. The attendees were all a lot more excited to be there like the year before that like the the last in-person one it's not that most people were still excited but you always had a few people are like i don't know ibm sent me so i guess i'm here i'm actually a <laughs> web f- flash developer it's like okay and they just went because you know it was it was a thing that they have this one question so they showed up on monday like it was, it was literally one person i talked to they just went to the lab on tuesday they didn't go to the keynote didn't go to state of the union they went mm-hmm. to they were only there for one lab uh to mm-hmm. ask this one question and then they flew back home uh yeah. that you wouldn't have anymore and that wouldn't yeah, occupy yeah. a seat or a ticket for for the event you you only have people that are kind That's, of overly yeah. excited about mm-hmm. building things it's, for it, Apple platforms. It's no longer it's no longer just for Apple developers. It's for Apple developer enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah right. That's true. You, you have to. You're not. You can't just be someone who codes. You have to be someone that's. Enthu- you know, it's part. It's part of like the the developer community in, at mm-hmm. some level, or, or you know, mm. uh, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, you no, have to be one of By the great ones. That, that conversation with that guy was super awkward, as you can imagine. I just assumed, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone is excited, so we yeah. were we were <laughs> like, waiting. What, in a, what do you work on? Yeah, Tell me I was what like in the yeah. bathroom line. I was like small talk. I was like, hey, what were you excited about the keynote? I was like, I didn't watch the keynote. It's like no, no. The the thing they showed yesterday is like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I didn't see that. I'm here for a lap. It's like okay, so this is awkward. I hope uh, I guess I don't have to go to the bathroom anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think it will be will be really fun. Any? Do you expect any any other changes? Do you think it will still be like Tim Cook walking on stage and <laughs> Push, pushing the play button? Yep, and then walking off. Or do you think there will be more <laughs> in person components? Who are you asking? Whoever you can't ask me because ask someone who went last year. So, okay, maybe we should do that, actually. So what happened last year uh, was for people that were there in person, 
you would uh, Apple would say, "Hey, Keynote's about to start. Everyone gets yeah, you know, you know yeah, get seated." Yeah. And they had like a, they had different sections where you could sit. Some of them were like right in the bright sun, right in front of the screen, and then it kind of went into Apple Park. So there were some. It was like the into the I don't know if you've ever seen any of the videos with the huge doors right where C- Cafe Max is. So they were all open, mm-hmm. and then you could sit anywhere, either right in the sun or even undercover but it was still super airy and open um and so everyone would take their seats and then uh tim cook walked on stage was it tim cook and craig federici or just tim, tim cook? cook and craig federici yeah. yeah i think there are at least two people yeah yeah and they did like a very short like couple of sentences four four sentences exactly four sentences <laughs> uh just you know saying welcome to wwc giving a little bit of a thing and then saying all right and here we go Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we all watched the uh, watched the uh, keynote together, and it, it was kind of nice, you know. Usually, when when keynotes were in person, you always <laughs> there was this built in uh, applause gap when mm-hmm. when you, when Apple knew he, people will applaud here, and then it's just you know everyone's just waiting for the applause to end before you continue. It was kind of nice because you still had the in person component. People were still cheering about the interesting things mm-hmm. or the cool new apis or the interesting design changes or whatever um but they're they everyone had to you know stop as soon as the person would continue talking because they wouldn't wait for a plus in the video so that was actually pretty nice hmm. but also another thing is that like you don't feel disrespectful to the speakers if you say something to the person next to you like a comment i'm like right. this yeah. is awesome or like Look at this. This this is what I was hoping for. Like obviously you shouldn't have a full conversation because there are other people around you, but it was totally fine to just comment on it and it felt uh, it just felt like everyone was there yeah, watching together. It yeah. felt it really felt like I mean it was a watch party yeah. just with like a thousand people. Mm. So that's the format last year. So now would you expect there to be something different or do you think that worked so well why why change it? Zach, do you have any expectations? Uh, I mean, I thought it worked pretty well last year. I don't know what you'd really change about. Like, I'm sure there'll be the little four sentences from Tim Cook. <laughs> um, I'm sure they'll be sitting outside in the sun watching the keynote and, you know, going out and having mm-hmm. lunch and then coming back and, and watching the State of the Union. I don't think there's a lot you'd change other than like, if you decided to make it presented by a person mm-hmm. again. But I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. And so. I'm not really sure how else you could change it, uh, assuming that they're using the same space at Apple Park there, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not going to whisk people into little rooms and, and watch it on a hundred different video <laughs> screens. Um, no, but I think I think from an attendee's perspective, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. And I think it sort of goes to what Adam was saying, where it is, or at least last year, it was more, a more focused on the fun sort of gathering side of, I guess, the passionate members of the Apple development community as opposed to, uh, people who'd been sent from all over the world because they had one question to mm. ask in a lab on, on a Tuesday and, and then could bugger off on the Wednesday. Mm. Um, it does sound like, I mean, I'm not going this year, but from what I've heard this year, it sounds like the Monday is an extended day as well. So there's probably going to be something in the the late afternoon or the evening. I think that actually sounds really nice because one of the, look, complaining about last year, there was not really much to complain about. But if there was a complaint, it was that like come like 4.35 or whenever it was, time to wrap up security was really on you to get out like there was no loitering no hanging around you know you were chatting with people you were still excited about the day's events but 
you just had to do it somewhere else. You couldn't stay mm-hmm. inside yeah. Apple Park. It was and, very and strong crowd control. Where it's like, all right, we, it was. everyone was uh, <laughs> singing a "We're kicking you out now" song and holding hands yeah. and pushing us off of the premises. Yeah, was this yeah, a thing? Were they actually singing? I don't remember. This. I don't know. My, my, in, in, I think they were there. Like the, it was the cheery like Apple employee a lot of the time. You know when they're doing their clapping and they're singing. <laughs> yeah. like, they, were, they were telling you to get out in that same kind of enthusiasm, <laughs> which is really strange. Yeah. Um, but that was a little bit awkward. I remember being being forced out of Apple Park only to end up on a suburban street in Cupertino <laughs> where there's nothing else for you to do. Like, it's just a really strange experience. So the thought of, I guess, the having something in the night, be it a, a demo of a show and tell, a, a bash even, like a music mm. thing, who knows? I think that will make it like a more rounded sort of enjoyable day. Yeah, uh, I assume anything they put in the evening isn't going to be too serious, like work businessy kind of thing. So it probably is more like a bash um, or something else. That, yeah. that's it's fun. interesting. I, I I was going to ask you. So you you had a pretty decent track record of pre, uh, predicting bands. bands. If if there would be a band, would you have a have a pick or a guess for who it might be? Ooh, I had not thought about this. Um, <laughs> I feel like so. I, I feel like it wouldn't be. So in the past, I think the prediction I got right was Panic at the Disco. Yeah, I think and so. it was based yeah, on nice. like Good Charlotte and Fall Out Boy doing yeah. the years before. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of works when you've got 5,000 people in the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium mm-hmm. or whatever the equivalent mm-hmm. at San Jose is called. But this doesn't feel like a, like it's well suited to like a punk or a punk rock kind of band. It feels more suited to like a singer-songwriter kind of <laughs> kind of thing. I see, um, yeah. I see where you're coming from. It's not what I would like, but it's uh, and it's not my, one yeah. of my predictions, but I see where you're coming from. But it, so, could, be, it could get too culty if it's like a whole bunch of like <laughs> Apple enthusiasts sitting around a campfire singing songs play, together. Yeah, playing, playing <laughs> no, a, not, a banjo. Not culty, not, um, <laughs> not like a American country singer. Like I'm thinking like a Lord vibe. But, <laughs> no, but, but, think country singers <laughs> are culty, but uh, we'll, we'll move on from that one. <laughs> Adam. Um, okay, so it's like I'm, if you I'm have a my, my, I, I, I don't have an answer. I don't have a prediction, but I'm, I'm looking up bands that are touring this summer because that's usually mm-hmm. a good because mm-hmm. it's oftentimes bands that are already kind of on in tour mode and maybe yeah. they're not nearby. They they fly to California. Blink One Eighty Two so. has started that. Um, yeah, I was going to say that was our Blink One Eighty Two yeah. would be my number one pick. See, if, uh, my, that's my second pick. I do think I made a good argument that Green Day could be uh, higher on the, on the list, but I but don't are think they Green touring Day at the is touring because Blink One. 182 is yes it's true that would be a super know. awkward show like in a crowd of a thousand people you'd be lucky if a hundred knew who knew and liked a blink 182 song what? like it's just what what are you talking about like Everyone enough, to, enough to make it an interesting crowd my concern is the amount of curse words in their songs <laughs> That's also Madonna, a good point. Madonna's going on tour this summer. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but Green Day is also touring, uh, so it could be Green Day. Maybe. <laughs> okay, could be. If it's Green Day, Link 182, that would be... Like, if those two bands by themselves Oof. would go, I, I wouldn't even need a keynote. That would be super fun. Mm. <laughs> I'm assuming there's no limit to like how famous a band would be before we could discount them. I, I do think Maybe? that you wouldn't have... 
I think if if the if the band or artist was at the Super Bowl, there's a good chance they won't be at Apple Park. I think <laughs> that is the level of like, all right, okay. This, because so that's all the, things considering, th- those those are weird concerts. I think for bands to to do mm-hmm. because they used to be surrounded by super fans, and all of a sudden they they give a give a performance where maybe ten percent, if they're lucky. Mm-hmm really care about what you're doing and 90% just want to talk about nerdy APIs. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a very strange environment. An interesting one then is uh, Coldplay. Because Coldplay does have a re- like a bit of a relationship with Apple, but they are w- way bigger than you would than the mm. bands you would expect. But could Pop- Coldplay be a band? They're also touring at the moment, but in Europe <laughs> during that time. Okay, okay. So, Wait, is, um, is Weezer the biggest band they've had by some definition of big in terms of just i would assume so yeah so yeah. <laughs> uh, i came up with a fun game uh, because kai told us that we can just come up with games <laughs> as we go um let's let's just do band band predictions um adam if you have to make a oh, prediction man. i'm scrolling madonna? through my list it's <laughs> not madonna not for real um there, sorry there was one more that i thought ooh, it could be this um, but I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. No, please, please don't be the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ah, <laughs> oh, I don't think it would be. They're the worst. Um, I would do it. I, I would be happy with that. I think it's going to be Weezer again. They're showing. <laughs> I'm so out of touch. I'm, I'm out of touch with, you know, bands that people like. Um, sorry, scrolling, scrolling, Well, do you want to pick me first? Yes. Okay, Kai. You're gonna pick uh, one, blink one ooh, energy. That's a hard question. I haven't thought about this. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, I will pick blink one eighty two. Or sorry, Zach technically said it before me on a podcast, so I guess I have to. Would you have picked blink one eighty two, Zach? I, I would not pick blink one eighty two. Okay, cool. I would be extremely happy if you got this one. Or mm. I wouldn't be there, but it would. Be, I'd happy be happy for, for you. Yep, yeah, yeah, and and extremely jealous. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, yep. I'm so not that's sure. that's my pick. Blink one eighty two. So what's Zach, your pick? What are you picking? Zach? Lord. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know what this is. Is this... What type of band is this? It's an a individual singer? If you've, never, if you've never heard of it, you don't have to pick it. You know, you can just... <laughs> I'm just looking at how to spell it. This is literally Lord? Oh, L-O-R-D-E. Yeah, from New Zealand, oh, right? sorry. I didn't yeah, know you were talking about from Lord. From Kiwiland. Yeah. Oh. All right. I'm picking Green Day. Adam. Loving the, the heavy hitting uh, suggestions here. Alright, I'm picking uh I'm just randomly I'm I'm gonna pick uh Pearl Jam. Oh. Alright. <laughs> that would be it's not, would, gonna, it's not gonna be Pearl cool. Jam. <laughs> you never say never. Yeah. Alright. Man, all I right. hope. I mean I, I would I, take all of I those. I get it. But yeah, it's probably so. not even a band. We're probably just all... Yeah, I was going to say, like, we're talking about this like it's happening, but there might not be a bash. Yeah. But it might also be, you know, how they, back in the olden days of normal WWDC, or pre, pre-pandemic WWDC, when they had the special lunch session? Could even be something like that, yeah. where there's like a special Pixar session. Okay, next game. No, What's I the know. special... You're all going to put on these fancy glasses, <laughs> and you're going to watch the Weezer performance from 2019. That's definitely <laughs> what's going to happen. Can, can I switch my answer to Taylor Swift? <laughs> if that's happened, sure. I, I doubt it. Um, that's way too big, but sure. Oh, so uh, no, that's good. So we have answered the question. Is there a band or an artist that is simply too big 
to play WWC, and that's I think I that think we found so. one. Oh, I think so. I, I think so too. I think it would just be also a, a, a you know you 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 would people would find out, and there would be people just surrounding yeah. Apple campus, yeah. and like they'd be up against the security gates, and it would be a, a nightmare. Yeah, so just I, for I logistics, so it's. They would probably also, air, yeah. have to airlift her out of the park. <laughs> Maybe that was part of the performance all along. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder if they have... I mean, sure, they, they have underground passage. I wonder how they would get people in that they don't want to be seen. Because Apple clearly meets people from that they're working with for certain projects that do not... Their presence at Apple Park would give some things away. I do wonder how they get those people in and out. Yeah, like if they would have Hideo Kashima show up at the campus. <laughs> yeah, yeah a random example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people would people would start making shit wait, up. Wait, have you heard something? Why'd you pick that? Yeah, Hideo yeah. Kashima. There was a rumor somewhere that, or some some people on Twitter talking about that Hideo Kojima was seen on at Apple Park the last few days. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Speaking of, that leads us into the hardware category. So wait, wait, we have to make Adam pick. Are you picking Pearl Jam or Taylor Swift? Which uh, which points do you wanna, not want to get? I don't want to. I don't want to. You know what? Okay, here you go. Here you go. You guys, here's my final pick. You ready? Yes. You too. <laughs> Lock it I, in. I know you're sad because you've, you've you've already lost and I've won. <laughs> uh, that won't be fun. No, it would just like <laughs> raise my. Irritation levels because it's like every time I try to play music and my HomePod misunderstands me, it just plays this random YouTube song, which is. I like they, it. They I just like have it. to play songs of innocence. Yeah. You couldn't not. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it sounds like you're familiar with their material and you'll have a good time at the yeah. show. <laughs> that, that's a thing. That's I mean, you'll be yelling. Mullen's at the front. She'll be yelling, play that one song that my, my phone keeps playing by accident. Uh, yeah. I mean, it would be a nice way for Apple to guarantee that everyone has heard the music they're playing at the bash thing. That would be yeah. smart. <laughs> And won't you be annoyed if when Taylor Swift and Pearl Jam are on stage together and, and <laughs> singing you a duo. last minute switch to you too? Yeah, it, it could be. A, they bring up multiple artists for one song. It's, it's like a... Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's cool. my pick. We can move on. All right. I think we all started off with zero points. <laughs> all right. What, what, what else will... <laughs> <laughs> what else do you think we'll see at WWC apart from uh, Pearl Jam playing with Blink 182? <laughs> I think they're going to announce some stuff. What? Really? All right. But again, there. I I don't know if you 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 all feel the same, but I feel like they're they're too for the longest time I saw my mental image of the WWC what what the week will look like were one of two options. One is headset, one is not headset. Right, I feel like mm-hmm. that, that is a very clear di- split of where Apple would go. If it's mm-hmm. a headset, you know, I know some people will love it, some people won't, and there will be a lot of interesting things. But without a doubt, Apple will make that a big deal, right? They're not going to be like, oh, yeah, here's mm-hmm. new Swift UI modifier and also a headset moving on. That will be, <laughs> mm-hmm. that will be a big part mm-hmm. of it and it has to be because yep. if you want people to develop for it, it's going to be very different from working on, you know, watch widget kits. I mean, which mm-hmm. might actually be <laughs> a, a way of building uh, headset apps uh, or headset things, widgets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, it's going to be a big thing, right? If there will be a headset, that will yeah. be a big focus of the conference. So do we all agree that we'll see a headset? Yes. A hundred percent, yes. We might, okay. Yeah, m- <laughs> yes, yes. We might not see the headset, oh. 
there will be an announcement of. Mother, we're not in prediction mode. <laughs> already in. Wait, like, wait, how wait, do wait, I get the wait, most points yeah. off this random all, all he means, Marlon, all he means is that are they going to announce the headset and, and 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 basically show it on the video and show us what it can do, right? Yeah, yes. That's. I mean, and and that maybe maybe they'll spend a whole lot of time on it. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, Zach. You're hesitant. Not hesitant. I think we will see it. I'm not as optimistic about it being the main focus but i agree with the we will see something mm. statement yes mm. yeah. yeah i think because- you brought up a good point the other day kai about this that it has been so many rumors that there's going to be a headset related announcement at dub dub and i think if they would not actually have a headset ready to be shown they would want to control that message at this point so i think they would like the prediction is then that or the idea then is that yeah. they would have controlled that leak and say hey there's not going to be a headset and i think they did something yeah. similar the at fact last that year's. the wall street journal didn't have an, some kind of article about no headset to mm-hmm. me is as close as we'll get to a confirmation that there will yeah. be a headset yeah the rumors Agreed. definitely feel different this time because i know we've spoken about it in the past like will this be the year will this not be the year is this the september event that we get it is it not but they always felt like we knew it was on the horizon, but it wasn't necessarily imminent. Whereas mm. now it certainly feels imminent. Yeah. Basically, just And I mean, secretly, this is also one of the main reasons we record this episode, because after talking about the silly headset for, for, I don't remember how many years of Cup of Tech, we cannot have an episode. We cannot not have an episode for when they actually announce it for mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, no, no, I agree. And and I, I think we have just been kind of we've been enthusiastic about this for so long, and we've been like, okay, we'd love to make something related to VR, but we have just felt like it's on the horizon, it's there soon, and it's going to be the perfect opportunity to build something fun. Um, and now I think it's I think it's going to happen. Mm. Mm. Um, I think so too. And I think also it will be. It it, it is kind of weird to. Uh, uh, Compared to historical announcements, to ha- to have it say, for example, take up like a third of the of the keynotes, mm-hmm. uh, but I but I think it will be that significant. I, I think this is this is their one chance, not one chance. This is the the first chance to to show people uh, this device. People are already a little bit skeptical, and I think they're going to do everything they can to to make it a full product announcement. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not. This is not like the Mac Pro or mm-hmm. the HomePod, where mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, some people are interested in this, but we don't need to change the world with it. Mm-hmm. And that's also the thing, right? A Mac Pro, you're like, I, I get it. It's a Mac, but it's it's in a big box and it's super fast, right? It's not, you're not going, you don't really have to explain how to use a Mac again for that product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, for, for an Apple headset, you got to explain, what is this? <laughs> you know, yeah, not yeah, just like, what is it? How does it work? What does it do? Yeah, what does yeah. it you know what is it designed for what are the the you know all the different things because i'm yeah. i have i don't think it will be a single focus device i don't think it will be you know yeah. a game only thing i think it will be a pretty wide array of of use cases that apple sells as not you mainly buy it for gaming but it also plays video i think it will be like here are all the, here's productivity and all the productivity features that we built for it. Here's the the entertainment and all the entertainment features. Mm-hmm. Here's fitness and all the fitness features. I think it will be quite a broad array of of use cases for that thing. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think both from like a, I think that will be it makes sense both from like an end user perspective, but also a little bit from a developer story. I think we 
like developers will be part of forming what this product should be. And I think the Apple Watch mm. was very different when it was announced. There were a lot of different things, a lot more focused on social. And that really ended up not being a thing at all. And now it's all about fitness. I do think it sort of helps it also morph it into what it will be uh, in the um, in the sort of intermediate period uh, time frame as well. Yeah, and yeah, it almost has to be a developer story for it to take up as much time as we're expecting it to take up at WWDC. It would be super weird if it was a product announcement and then it was like, yeah, developers, you'll get APIs later. Yeah, um, no, no. I really yeah. think, I mean, I feel like then they wouldn't really need to announce it at WWDC. I think no, it exactly. has to be developer related. But also yeah. at the same time, if they announce it, I think it needs to take a good chunk of the keynote because because of what Adam mentioned, there is a lot of skepticism towards the product. Um, and I think if Apple doesn't then give it enough attention in the keynote, mm-hmm. they're almost mm-hmm. affirming the, like, oh, yeah, we're also not super certain, so we didn't want it to take too much. They're not, you know, it will be kind of weird if they're saying, here's a headset. We don't know if it's yeah. cool, but you try it out. They have to be like, no, this is... Mm-hmm. They've had long enough to... To to no one yeah. forced them to release it. They've had long enough to build stuff for it <laughs> that they better. Uh, yeah, I do think this else, is a bit of a but, this is a know. bit of a sales event as well. Like they will actually say, like they will make it us. I think they ideally would like to show people how cool of a device this is. It's not just gonna be. Oh yeah, this is. We are also having a VR headset, which other companies have. It's supposed to be more. This is what we do with it because yeah. they know that is why you should build your app for it mm. because like i think you said before marlon without apps, it's likely to not be able to do very much i'm kind of putting words in your mouth there but <laughs> i think you said that the developers <laughs> yeah. developer yeah. story will make up an important part of this device and mm. i agree with that um yeah just like yeah. it does for a lot of other apple's other products but i th- i think it might be the case if this is my prediction I think that during the keynote, the developer story will be light. I think it'll mm-hmm. be, mm-hmm. here's the new operating system where, of course, we're going to have great APIs for developers to create new apps. And we're going to talk about that more in the State of the Union. Mm-hmm. And then that will kind of like reassuring people that apps are part of the story and maybe talk a little bit about what developers can do. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe they already have a a high-profile developer who's had access to it and has played around with something or ported some game or something. But I, I suspect most of the real developer story would be in the State of the Union where mm-hmm. they're going to really explain, like, mm-hmm. here's, here's what you can really do with it and why. But I also totally expect there to be a very... There to be multiple levels of developer story. I definitely think there's a way sure. where it's like, hey, if you already have an, an app with a widget, you can... And someone buys yeah. the headset, they can put widgets wherever they want in their, you know, VR space or AR mm-hmm. mixed reality yeah. thing. I do think, before you get into that, case, I do think it's, in, I, I, you and I have been talking a lot about how we imagine the interface to look like. Um, but maybe, like you mentioned that there will be different ways. Like, how do you see that in terms of an interface? So I, I definitely think, as I mentioned before, it has to... I expect it to hit quite a lot of pillars. I definitely think gaming is the simple one, right? I, I don't think mm-hmm. Apple has to reinvent VR gaming to... I think gaming is, is something that's in a in a pretty good state for VR. It's a very small market, but I think the market itself is, is in a decent state. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of, like, having to do things out of the box. I do think Apple's headset will, obviously, because of super high-quality hardware, them having a unbelievable chips team, 
mm-hmm. uh, that it can get into. And as a result, mm-hmm. that, you know, we might have an M3 based, whatever, X, mm-hmm. X1, X3, whatever they want to call it. There might be really- a M variant that focuses more on GPU than CPU mm-hmm. in that headset. And it's probably going to be, you know, faster than, than a lot of mm-hmm. game consoles. And I think related to ships, you mentioned this earlier that like there was a ship related event like a uh, i think it was the m2 event where they actually talked they actually mentioned specific games that had been ported to really use all the benefits of the m yeah i was gonna go there next (laughs) uh one of those was no man's sky and that's never actually shipped but no man's Mm -hmm. sky has a pretty good vr mode so it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be super surprising to me considering that they clearly have some kind of relationship with hello games that maybe No Man's Sky is one of those demo games. And it's not, again, it's not a completely different type of concept. It's just a really cool, you know, universe and and interesting game that will run probably wirelessly, or I mean, can talk about that separately, but (laughs) without having to be hooked up to a Mac or or a game console like what you have with PSVR 2, right? We're expecting a game like no man's guy to run natively on that headset which i think will be super cool um but i think that's a gaming part the most interesting thing there will be what their controller story is going to be like mm-hmm. will apple have a first party controller like a hand tr- like two con- like vr controllers mm-hmm. like one left one right will they ship their own because i think if they're mm-hmm. not shipping it with the device we're going to have to problem again that we had with apple tv where you couldn't really make proper games because mm-hmm. no one's going to build something that you can only use hand gestures with. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's going to be the, the most interesting thing and on the also, gaming side. It also does make the market smaller. I think, the, I mean, the rumors are already that it's not going to be that many headsets sold in the first year. And I think if there are even fewer that are sold with, uh, with controllers, I think there's going to be fewer gaming companies that actually are willing to, to put, put yeah. the work into that. But I think overall for, for this this product, the gaming side is the one I'm the least curious about Apple's take on it. I think at best case scenario, they'll understand that gaming is a good part of this and they have worked with enough studios that they have a good gaming library. I think okay. that's the most in- interesting thing there. The controller and do they have enough of a library? And, you know, Apple has things that could be kind of cool. If they have Apple Arcade VR and have a whole bunch of interesting games, you know, they're what the golf mm-hmm. uh, team made, what the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they clearly have VR experience. They could do some kind of Apple, Apple. what do we call it? XROS, Apple headset, uh, you know, uh, exclusive game for, mm-hmm. for the thing. That's what I'm interested in. But I think overall yeah. the gaming aspect is pretty, I, I think we have a pretty good idea of what that might look like. Mm-hmm. Then the second aspect is fitness. I think that will be a big part of it. I mean, Martin and I, we use uh, the Quest line for a lot of mm-hmm. fitness-type gaming where you play games, but they're secretly workouts. <laughs> you just don't notice it. Something like Pistol Whip, where you're just playing and you're shooting things and there's music and you're having a great time. And then you take the headset off and you're like, oh, I can barely move. I think that will be mm-hmm. integrating with like your your you know, Apple Watch and having yeah. like heart rate measurement and then actually being like automatically going into that mode. And I'm yeah. sure and I mean, also Apple, Apple will have fitness. That. Yeah, they yeah. already do that for their fitness integrations. It just yeah. seems... And then having proper, you know, having different environments depending on like the fitness class you're doing and you're just completely in that world and you're going mm-hmm. 
fitness instructor and you're punching things in the air and you're working out in, in cool spaces. I think they will also do that to the like yoga, calming, cool down sessions, right? Where you're all of a sudden you're surrounded by some kind of forest or in, in, in some kind of idyllic, 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 idyllic. How do you say that's, that? That's cl- I do like sound. Well, now, right? now, now you have now you have me second guessing. I, I think you I think you said it right. Yeah. I'm not going to try to say it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, but those kind of environments, I think that that's going to be part of it. And then the mm-hmm. one that I'm the most curious about how that's going to work is the productivity side, mm-hmm. which is some kind like the rumors seem to indicate iPad apps mm-hmm. uh, running natively on the thing. Which does sort of make sense with mm-hmm. stage manager, resizable windows. I think that could be some of the it could have been the building foreshadowing blocks. what's happening. Yeah. So if you do support stage manager and resizable windows and all of that, you might yeah, be able to run multiple iPad apps in in some kind of productivity mode. Yeah. Maybe run run widgets and put them anywhere in your in in your physical space wherever you want. You can put a weather widget. Mercury weather has great widgets. Uh, <laughs> at, at your you know, anywhere on your on your table mm-hmm. and you just look down and you see like the widgets there. I think mm-hmm. that could be kinda cool. But that will be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I think another thing is the that we talked about earlier separately is uh, the iPad with the hover state for the pencil. Mm-hmm. Um that feels like a perfect integration with VR if you would just hold over a button with your finger and then you actually show it actually shows the ULM element that it that you hover over and then you can interact with it. Those type of things. It just feels like there are sort of things that have been introduced in within the last year, sort of very separated, separated, and it made sense for what it was introduced for. But I do think there's a lot of things that sort of can come together for this. But I'm very curious about what that's going to look like. Even there, again, input. Is it going to be hand tracking only? Yes. Um, as opposed to what else would it be tracking? No, like, will it have, like, what is the expectation of people to use it? Is productivity a big thing? And if so, will you have keyboards that you connect to the thing? Will you use your Bluetooth keyboard to, 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 can you use a pencil or can you use any stick? Let's say, let's imagine Procreate. If you run Procreate on a headset, can you still use that and, use a you know just a random twig you find because realistically if it's in 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 vr you don't need a pencil you could totally track some kind of pen like looking object mm. in your space so you could just pick a stick and use that for for drawing is that a thing they're gonna do is that a thing they're trying to do or is that just you know silly mm-hmm. <laughs> i th- i think i mean I, this is a total guess i i think that they're gonna heavily heavily emphasize the hand tracking finger stuff. I think that's going to be the primary, just just like on the iPad, the touch is still the primary input. And yeah, yeah, you can have a keyboard if you want, if you're one of those people. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, Apple Pencil is like for specific use cases. I What you said about the, the pen thing is really interesting because you're right. I mean, once you're tracking shapes in the air, it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter what it is. Although I wonder whether the tracking resolution would be high enough mm-hmm. that it would matter a difference between a finger and a, a physical pen that you hold it's mm-hmm. like why not just use your finger at a certain point i i don't think it's gonna you know be to the millimeter uh, you know mm-hmm. cubic millimeter of space <laughs> resolution maybe i'm wrong i don't know i don't know how good that kind of tracking is yeah. but that's what i'm curious about like what is what is the story there is it supposed to be yeah. 
like or uh, there's probably also going to be yeah. some kind of native app development for it where you're like yeah you that's know, a good, you're you're that's right on the metal and you can go nuts rather than just yeah. using ipad apps yeah but yeah that part I, I i find very very interesting i think the ipad thing if if that comes to the headset is a good way to not launch with zero apps on day mm -hmm. one right to a actually have a pretty good back catalog of high quality apps that that yeah, are available but, immediately but at the same time we want them to either be real it's it should either really be really well executed and make sense to be running on the headset or there also has to be some room for customization i think i mean we we do have ios apps on the m1 or on the m series computers and i think many people are it's very divided of a um I think yeah, the community is very divided about whether or not that was a good idea because yeah. yes, we have access to all the apps that we have on our iPhone, and if you if you need access to one app, you have it there. But at the same time, it does mean that you have a lot of apps that are not good on the platform that mm -hmm. you're running them on. Well, that's a that's a, brings up a question actually because there is a distinction there, right? When you first when I first read like iPad apps on the headset, mm. I'm thinking like okay. If you are a developer and you have an iPad app, you can now target, you know, headset and it puts your iPad app, you know, mm -hmm. on the headset. There's also the thing that Malin just mentioned, which maybe everyone else was thinking about except for me, which is Apple could say existing iPad mm -hmm. apps in the store today, mm -hmm. uh, developers don't have to do anything. They will just run as is like mm -hmm. they did when the iPad first came out, the mm. iPhone apps could yeah. run on the iPad. And as you mentioned, uh, the Apple Silicon's a little different because at least that was developer opt-in slash opt-out. Mm -hmm. yeah. So mm. I don't know because I, I, I the reason I'm more interested in the first one, I could see why they would just say all existing apps work as is because it's, like you said, the whole way of getting uh, a good library of something going on at the beginning. Uh, but I, I'm kind of imagining that they'll, they'll want people to kind of compile their apps. Like I, I'm imagining there's sort of like a hybrid thing where just like, you know, if you write an iPad app today, uh, you can support, you know, keyboard and mouse uh, and it's it's kind of built in, right? But you still had to like, you know, recompile your mm -hmm. app. I'm imagining, I'm imagining there's some like AR-ish, 3D-esque things where you're not <laughs> rewriting your app in metal, right? From mm -hmm. scratch <laughs> uh, or using ARKit either. You're still using UIKit or some variant of it, but that... It, it's a it's a it's a version of it that has some niceties that uh, apply to to AR usage mm -hmm. and like and they'd say like oh you should recompile your app and take advantage of these and make sure that you know UI views now have a property called I don't know you know yeah. spatial yeah. proximity or something like that I'm making shit up right but yeah uh, but, uh, where you would. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think where I'm saying. Yeah, Adam yeah, put uh, all his points into spatial proximity as a new spatial API. Spatial proximity. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think also more likely than UIKit is uh, yeah. like this is what SwiftUI would be really adaptable for because we have the components that look different and behave yeah. different on yeah. the different platforms yeah. already. Um, Forget yeah. I said UIKit. <laughs> it's SwiftUI. I agree. Yeah. But it's also going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean. I think one thing that is annoying about iPads is that you have to hold them. I, you know, as silly mm. as that sounds, it is kind of annoying. It's like you hold it, and now you have one hand left, and when you're zooming in, it's it's a bit, you know, it's a bit awkward. You know what? What we really need? 
<laughs> a stand. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we can we talk about pricing next. <laughs> I wonder if what, what's cheaper, a headset or a, a studio display XDR, uh, an XDR display stand? Uh, there might be in a similar ballpark. Um, but it could be kind of cool if you could prop up, you know, iPad, essentially iPads, wherever you want in your view mm-hmm. or even in your environment, yeah, yeah. right? And you can just have over here is just where where I have my my favorite uh, Apple TV Plus baseball game running, and then in the center you have you know your your well. So when you say iPads, you don't you mean iPads with each their own independent home screen and at split view and that kind of thing? Or you mean just a full screen Windows. app, a full screen iPad app that is yeah. floating there? Yeah, essentially okay. apps. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't expect there to be uh, iPad or a springboard uh, in, in each of those, mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, could yeah. also kind of, could also be interesting. But even that, I, I, I wonder, I, I'm, I'm a bit worried that I get too excited about this, but I do wonder. Oh, you're you're definitely you're definitely too excited. <laughs> yeah, you think? But you don't could, need to wonder. You know, if you could <laughs> physically place, like, how are you going to place them? Are you pointing at a point in space and you're saying, you know, I want time page there? Like, how do you even place things in 3D? Do you just like grab it with your hand and they're using hand tracking to to place yeah, it? There? I because mean, they have they have a, a lot of the earlier VR AR frameworks have been related to hand tracking so i do think mm. apple has invested quite a lot in that but then there's also the rumor about voice controls which i don't know where that rumor came from that you would be able to was it interact with xcode through voice i think it was a demo for world builder type thing yeah. i think there was some other company unreal or unity or something that did have a demo of that and then someone said hey apple also has that for the vr headset which sounds cool right you know that's for people who might not have heard about this um imagine you're in a completely blank environment and you can just point at at a space and say i want a tree there and it uses some kind of large language model to figure out what that might mean and and then actually places a generated tree there and you're like ah oh, i actually didn't mean uh like a pine tree I, I was more thinking palm tree and it turns into a palm tree and then you say and it should have mountains and and the sun is kind of at sunset and it just figures it out and you can kind of build an environment that way i think that's what you're talking about Mali, right? yeah yeah but i do think that is very advanced now i'm not sure if it's yeah. something we'll see at this stage um mm. Because there's so, yeah, many, there's there's so many other things that would have had to work in six on. months for me. I don't think it's going to be able to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, no, yeah. and that's the thing. I don't think it will start. I don't think it will start like a basic type of uh, like this. The story won't be basic. I think there will be a lot of things around it, but I do think a completely new way of manipul- of developing through like using large language models. I'm not sure if that's really. Mm there yet mm. I think, but even just yeah. even just window management uh, i've never been as excited about window management than since i've heard we've read those ipad apps on headset rumors because how do you mm. place them uh and and so wait just so i understand the fact that you can't figure out <laughs> how they could make this work well gets you excited because yes. that worries the shit out of me that's more like <laughs> like it's it's but, i can't I, and i you're excited because you you want to, you're assuming that they're going to nail it and I, and I you're, you want to see what they came up with. I don't think they might not nail it. They might go completely off the rails. I don't think so, and I really don't hope so. Yeah. But it's interesting to see what's going to happen. I think that's the right word. It is no matter what, it's going to be interesting. 
what all of those things will look like. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure there will be a whole bunch of things in, in the first iteration that that will be, you know, th they will not be in version <laughs> 2 anymore. There will be a lot of experiments that sound cool. You can kind of see how they got there, and then they realized that was not the right approach. Mm. But the, without a doubt, so, I expect there to be a lot of interesting, clever solutions to uh, realistically self-inflicted yeah. problems that we have <laughs> yeah. once we have all of that in some kind of so, 3D like, space. Hey, Hey Siri, move the window one inch to the left. <laughs> Whoops! I actually just triggered my phone. She can't do that. <laughs> can't do that yet. Yeah, but you know those kind of things, especially with, uh, with when you're when you're talking about iPad apps, they're very you know touch heavy. You'd say most iPad apps, you you kind of use touch mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. interact with them, but you also have the second layer of gesture. And I, I think anyone that's built a scroll view within a scroll view with a table view and a horizontal scrolling and vertical scrolling, like once you have multiple gestures that could conflict with each other, things get really tricky really fast. Um, so I, I do wonder how, how those things will all interplay once you also add hand tracking and three dimensions and... Well, luckily, Swift UI's gesture <laughs> capabilities are so rudimentary that uh, yeah. you won't have to worry about that. Yeah, but I think that that will be fascinating just just to see how do I if we're getting those kind of multiple window yeah. iPad yeah. apps, how do we place them, mm -hmm. and how does it? If you sit at a table, I, I mean, I, I expect Apple to want to sell us as a thing you wear for long durations. So if you sit at a table or something. Will you have like a? Will it detect you at a table? Can you just have things that are actually mm -hmm. anchored to your table surface? Mm -hmm. So if you do want to yeah. use it as a drawing tablet, can your table your table be a drawing tablet? I yeah, think I mean, this they will have focused a lot on again. They have focused a lot on room scanning mm. in the past. It might not be an AR mode, but there might be a possibility to use your environment within the VR space. So. Mm. For example, I think if you if you want to sit down on a, on a on a chair and you're standing up, you might not have to take your headset off to see where your chair is. It might just be something in the room there with you in the VR space. I mean, even even the pass through. I think a lot of your productivity will probably be pass through. We still see the world around you. You yeah. just have yeah. a whole bunch of magic, you know, yeah. pixels flying wherever you want them to be. Like I I would love that, right? If if I could have widgets all around my current like mm -hmm. computer setup. And they're just floating, floating widgets around that. That would be kind of neat. Even wouldn't that alone. You need, would wouldn't you need quite advanced? The, the I don't know about the Oculus Pro, but the Oculus Two only shows black and white uh, path through. Mm -hmm. The Pro does full color. Uh, the Pro does full color. Okay. So cool. question about question about the path through because that's kind of related to something I was thinking. Obviously, we know we know the displays are going to be very high resolution. Mm -hmm. We assume that the the external sensors are going to be high resolution too. But 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 yeah, my only experience with VR is a is a pass through that is definitely good enough to see your surroundings. But that's all it's really for, mm -hmm. right? It's not for you would not read something on a piece of paper using the pass through on any mm -hmm. sort of uh, I think any any of the current kind of VR things. Do we do we assume that the Apple system is going to be one where the pass-through is more than just looking like, oh, this is a neat effect that kind of lets me see my surroundings, but it's actually like I can interact with my real-life surroundings as well as the uh, virtual. Do you, do you have mm -hmm. any expectations I, on that? I would definitely. If if <laughs> if you can grab your 
real life your water bottle and drink it comfortably without thinking that you're looking through pass through i i think you're you kind of blew the productivity side of this device sure well i mean i but i, I can do that on my playstation vr too right i would uh, okay then i but, think if you but read, I, one thing i can't do i can't i can't read my phone yeah, uh, and then you can argue you shouldn't be reading your phone if you actually already have Apple's headset. But yeah. but re- replace phone with uh, I don't know what do people read that's on printed paper nowadays? I can't think of anything. You you got a bill from your water company and yeah. they're still sending it to you on a paper, and you have to read it. You have an exciting offer from a credit card company, and you want to see what what the details are. I I would expect you to be able to read that comfortably, but I don't think you would read an entire book uh, that way. I think if you're like, all right, I read a book, let's put on my headset and pick a book out of the bookshelf, then you're a weirdo. Uh, (laughs) uh, I, I think it will... I expect it to be high enough resolution that you can totally read something. And if if you're if someone handing you a paper where it says you have five minutes left on the sc- I don't even know what kind of scenarios people would give like you. Like a post post-it notes. You're like, oh wait, what did that post-it note on my desk say? Oh yeah, here's yeah. my password. I, but that's it. <laughs> I think all of those can totally be like floating things in in your you know productivity yeah. pass through environment. But I, I would expect it to be high enough resolution. The pass through being high enough resolution that if someone walks in the room and they talk to you and you happen to wear the thing, you don't immediately have to take it off because you just feel so disoriented. I think you can totally walk to your kitchen and grab water and you don't have to mm-hmm. take it off. Even though that sounds a little bit dorky. <laughs> All right. I want to, I want to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to interrupt a little bit here. I want to do a, I'm going to do a little mini you, prediction you game. Want, it's going to be very short. I've now created a mini uh, ad hoc uh, prediction game. And the rules are as follows. I'm going to tell you some of the things are things we've been discussed. Some of the things are things that are heavily rumored. And you're going to tell me whether you would bet your life savings, yes or no, <laughs> that that is true. Me, and, and, and when I say like, there's no option not to bet your life savings, you're betting your life savings and you either say, yes, that is going to be the case or no, that's okay. not going to be the case. Okay. So like you, you, you have to, you have you're to, you have to pay money. Been, yeah. Is it our life savings before or after buying the headset? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's after. Okay. So small amounts of money we're talking. Smaller amount of money. Yeah. Okay. So the first one actually is something that Kai was talking about. Um, will there be a um, a controller that I have to get this right, right? Because <laughs> is it first party, third party? Yeah. Announced at the keynote, announced later, etc. Okay, announced at the keynote, Apple will Apple will show off some controller handset that would that you would typically see in VR games now, right? You, you know what I'm talking. If yeah. you know VR stuff currently, you know what I'm talking. about. The Oculus has these little handsets that are tracked, and they're they're great for games. They have little mini joysticks on them and buttons, right? Right. So it could be first party or third party, but Apple will uh, make it clear that this is something that will be available and will be useful for gaming as yes. part of this announcement. Yes, Kai, you're saying yes. Yes, you I would, commit you my would, life you, savings to it. There will be. Will be controllers. Okay. Okay. Zach, what do you think? No. All right. Malin. We gotta save some money, right? <laughs> In this family. Um, <laughs> I was com- first when you asked this question. And, I was and, you, can, and you can't vote the opposite of Kai just so that if you guys share budgets, you'll break <laughs> even. You have to, you know, go. <sighs> I. Mm, Yes. I thought this was a simple prediction game, but apparently uh, I made it too hard. They will, yes, they will you, definitely you, you show d- it. You d- 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, I just want to clarify one thing because Malin seemed very stressed out. Like, you're not actually going to be betting your life savings. This is hypothetical life savings, right? No one is going to come and actually take your life savings away from you. So we have two. We have Adam, uh, two. Two. You, two yeses and a no. Answer? My answer is no. I I agree. I okay. think that I'm not saying that this will not exist in the future, but I think I I don't think Apple has it in them to understand the needs of gaming enough to make this a priority enough to have it be announced. That was exactly my concern, and that's why I was well, so you, hesitant. You should, you should have agreed with me. But then. I still believe in Apple. So I feel like they will release controllers. I think okay. It, I because think this, you need this controllers pro- for gaming. Th- this for, product for the would be, kind of yeah. gaming that is like whatever triple A VR. You need controllers, and therefore, yeah. I, I believe Apple is not going to be like we have a clever idea. We do pinky finger yeah. tracking for for you know super intense gaming. Yeah, I think if they don't release it, this product is having a significant less chance of being successful. And I think. Mm. Apple want to be successful, so they were really. <laughs> so wait, just so I clarify, because I don't. So you are saying another way of saying what you just said, Malin, is that this device, and it might be the first device that this is the case for that Apple's ever released. Mm-hmm. Its actual full blown success relies on gaming being successful on it. No, but I think I think okay. it will not fulfill the success rate that it should if they don't have if they don't have uh, controllers mm. okay and fair you, enough you know where where currently the vr enthusiasts they're all in gaming yeah. so if they don't have controllers it will immediately at least in that sub community i mean uh, at apple scale that sub community is small enough that who cares but it would immediately go to Look, Apple released it and they blew it already. Mm-hmm. I don't think they want that. I think they want to capture, like, if you want the, the nicest gaming headset, that's the one you want. Maybe. I, I just don't think, I don't think Apple is going to have that mentality. I think Apple is going to say, that's what everyone said when we released the iPhone without a physical keyboard. Yo, you yeah. can't have a serious a smartphone mm-hmm. without a physical keyboard, but we're smarter than everyone else. And they're oftentimes not smarter than everyone else, but I think that is still kind of an Apple culture mm-hmm. thing. Maybe. <laughs> Moving on to the next one. Um, this one's again kind of not as important, but it's something I thought about as part of our recent discussion. iPad apps will be able to run on the device by default. Developer developers will be opted in, and it'll be existing apps without any recompile. So what that means is the device comes out. If you're panicked, if you're a developer, you're like, I don't want my existing iPad app to run on the thing, you can go and quickly turn that off. But by default, that checkbox is already on in App Store Connect. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't ever rebuild your app, the iPad app can run on the device. Yes or no? Let's start with uh, Malin since she went last last time. Yes, it will be available just out of the box. Okay. Kai? Uh, I don't think you have to recompile for some, for it to work. I do think it will have certain requirements in the app. For example, uh, stage ma- stage manager so like resizable window support. If it doesn't have resi- if it does, if your app already supports resizable windows, it will run on on the device. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Zach. Yeah, I agree with Kai. For the apps that sort of quote unquote are compatible, they will just continue to be compatible. You actually, you didn't have to recompile for stage manager support either if you mm. supported the multi-window size. And it actually, even yeah. if you didn't, you still get it in the default, I think, 4x3 yeah. screen resolution or whatever. So, yeah, 
definitely leaning towards a yes. Okay. So Apple, obviously Apple, from a technical point of view, they do have the capability of yep. seeing which apps are built for... The, there's a, there's a the, the flag that forces it to not be resizable is a is a specific flag and and the using the the window scenes as opposed to uh, yeah. I guess if if we're taking <laughs> we'll stage manager as the example then everything will just run yeah, yeah. so what there will I be a checkbox to opt out it's a little yeah. different though because if stage man if something doesn't work on stage manager you still have the iPad app mm. it's still an iPad app but whereas you can this still is run like, it in can you stage manager mm-hmm. at an awkward resolution scaled down it's so do you think the same thing would happen on the headset I'll just say yeah the answer to to Adam's question is yes I'll say uh, my answer is also yes although that's only because I have to bet my life savings I actually think this is a bad idea and they should uh, (laughs) they should have it to be opt out by default and let developers opt in but that's just my own opinion I don't run a company so but that's the thing uh, we always thought that and Apple seems to be very excited once they can run things on new platforms without any you know, mm. Once they can do it, they seem to currently at least be of their opinion that they should do it. Yeah. Okay, now I'll just do a couple more. Um, this is related to things we have not yet discussed. These are just generally uh, <laughs> available rumors. But, it, but I'm going to try to pick things that are a little more uh, developer-centric. The operating system for Apple headsets, the uh, current leading rumor that based on, I guess, like some trademarks mm-hmm. that were released, is that it's going to be XR OS, which is an old rumor. But then people were thinking, oh, maybe it's a reality OS because I think that was in the in some beta mm-hmm. uh, version of mm-hmm. iOS mm-hmm. at some point. So, but I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with XR OS as the current front runner. Uh, <laughs> le- front runner. Um, but if you think it's going to be reality OS, then you would answer no to this. Do you think it? Do you think the Apple is going to stand up in public and actually say that they've they've named an operating system XROS? Yes. Okay, Zach. No. <laughs> Very confident. Ha- no. Only because I hate it. <laughs> oh, I hate it too. It's so bad, and I don't want to believe that they would. So I'm. An- so, but you're betting your life savings. This is your money, you know. But it was also the hypothetical life savings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shouldn't have said Fallen. that, Adam. You <laughs> should have made us all believe it's our actual life savings. Yeah. Um. Yes, I think that will be the name. There was an iPhone XR, wasn't there? Hmm. I'm still mm-hmm. no, yes. but I. It's bad. <laughs> Jeez. What do you think? Uh, will Apple explain what the X stands for in XROS, or will they just say it's XROS? I think they will have some kind of demo where they demo the the functionality of XROS, and as part of that, they will use the full, you know, mixed reality, cross reality, whatever. They're going to mention it, but not saying. And you all think this is a stupid name? Here's what it stands for. I think it will just be, you know, they will show XRS mm-hmm. and then either before or after they will already have spoken about the features of the, the thing. Okay, do, the second follow-up question, Can I which just gives you a... T- God, fine. <laughs> uh, I don't think they will say anything about that. They will just say, this is the name, and here we go. This is I'm already does. bored with my own question. Sorry. <laughs> fine. Second follow-up question, Malin, you can go first on this one. Um, do you think, do you think they should name it that? <sighs> this is your chance at redemption, so Zach and I will respect you. I'm just saying. Uh, I, 
I think reality OS sounds like unicorn OS. Like it's it doesn't sound it sounds so made up. Like it sounds so fairy tale like. I don't think they should go with reality OS. And I can come up with a better word. I like XROS because it's open. It could include both VR and AR. So yeah, I I like it. Like I don't like it, but I think they should go with this name. Okay. Yeah. Um what does what does XR stand for? Cross mix <laughs> no, extender. Right, you, you, you've, already, that, you've already answered the question. I believe that originally it was sort of a collective term to be VR yeah, or AR. Yeah, R. but is it exactly? Is it like but it's not. Reality? I think many people have started using it as extended, but I believe that's a newer sort of use case of it, and it's not the original term. ROS would be okay. Like yeah, but that 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 just has a, you know, Apple Apple likes to put m- two letters at least in front of it, with one iOS? famous exception. <laughs> so, okay, um, extended reality um, is a catch-all term referred for, for, to okay. augmented reality, virtual reality, mixed reality. Yeah, because I do think Apple will cover all of those facets. I definitely mm-hmm. think there will be VR mode. It would be weird after all those years of not having any AR. They will have some kind of parts where you blend it. So yeah, I. I or, they might not even have that this year, but it will be. They would not want to have two different names mm. a year after another. I mean, we're also talking like Apple's naming. What are, what are we at? iPhone 14 Pro Max. <laughs> I mean, there there have been a lot of letters in in weird combinations in Apple products lately. I wouldn't. I think XROS is unique enough that if you Google for it and you try to find APIs, you'll find it. Most people will probably not refer to it to that. They will just talk about their their apps that they're running, and it's f- reasonably descriptive of what the thing is doing that it runs. Not just you know, it will also mm. run across multiple of Apple's paradigms probably with. You know, iPad apps, full-on 3D apps. I think it's okay. So if I search Google for XROS, the, f- the first page, every single result links to a vape device. Because apparently <laughs> this is not they should go with this to, to, to take that Google space away from them. Yeah, that would be an improvement because it's <laughs> intense. Oh. Adam, speaking of, you know speaking of names. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What, uh, no? Oh, I, I'm, I'm no, I'm with Zach. <laughs> well, I, I no. Your the last two questions were follow ups for the people that said yes. That, that's so. Um, I'll just do one more. It's it's also because we're talking about names of stuff, and now we're talking about names of devices. Um, the current front runner name that's out there seems to be Reality Pro for the device itself. <laughs> I actually don't know where that came from. I don't know if that's literally something that was a true leak or whether that just somehow got momentum a bunch of people saying it out loud i don't know if you guys know the origin of this i have no idea uh so the and of course and this unlike xros which you know we know about trademarks and also you can find leaks in 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 actual you know operating systems uh the names of the actual names of products are much harder to Mm -hmm to leak mm-hmm. anyways reality pro uh is gonna be the name of the headsets uh bet your life savings yes or no zach you go first no i don't know how it could be pro without a non-pro well the regular <laughs> reality i guess is the non-pro right like the world we exist in now it's a bit dystopian that's a, but that's how i interpreted it that naming 
Oh, I, I interpret it as them setting expectations that this yeah. is why it's a three thousand dollar device, <laughs> and don't don't worry, it'll get cheaper, and they'll be you know. But in a similar realm, I'm the reason uh, I think no is Reality Pro sounds kind of weird. No, I don't know. Maybe it's a thing you get used to, but it's kind of weird. But reality. That just sounds weird. Once there's a non-pro version of that thing, <laughs> you buy an Apple reality. Nah, that you can't. You, no one's gonna buy Apple reality. I would say no one. That's very. I, I mean, that, that just <laughs> sounds super like you know, 1984. I go, yeah. I go and buy a new Apple reality. That is just a weird thing to say. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I just uh. didn't like the prescriptive term that you used. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like. I, I think Reality Pro is borderline weird. I think dropping the Pro is is like no, that that can't happen. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not saying that it will even be called the Apple Reality. I don't know what it would be called. I don't think anything with. I don't like the word Reality is not a nice word. Mm. I, I get they might use it. It's just not a very appealing product name. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, like to to. You know, answer Adam's question. If I had to guess, I'd say it's not going to be reality pro, and probably I'd bet not reality in the name either, or at mm. least not just for the word reality. But mm. that's just basic based on how I feel about the rumored names, <laughs> not so much yeah. what I think makes sense for a multi-trillion-dollar company or whatever they are. <laughs> Adam, oh, I get to go before uh, before Mullen. Okay. Uh, go for it. Sure, sure. Um, God, I. Ugh. It's tough because I, I I totally agree with uh, it being a weird name, but I actually don't think it is weirder outside of the realm of things like iPad, which also was a very weird name that everyone made fun mm. of. Uh, and then you just quickly get used to it, and you don't even think about it anymore. Uh, na- names tend to like you know lose their their meaning and just become labels of things. So I can see Apple going for it. I feel like Apple's strategy is often, well, I, not that I really know, but they, I, it feels like, and maybe this is related to XRS also, Apple is not going to want people to call this virtual reality or augmented mm-hmm. reality or metaverse. They're avoiding all of the, mm-hmm. I think they're going to they're try their best to avoid all mm-hmm. of the exist. And, and I'm not saying they won't say the words AR because obviously they have AR kit or stuff, but I, I think that they really... So reality might be a little bit too much virtual reality, but it also seems like, yeah, you got to go for something that still evokes virtual reality and augmented reality without naming it that. So uh, I don't know. I will say no also. Uh, no as well. Imagine someone telling you that they go to the Apple Store to finance a new reality. That just sounds so bad. Well, but, but, but people are going to say, you know, oh, the reality, you know, the, I'm going to get the reality headset, the reality, the, their new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't like it. No. Yeah. Nope. And plus, it will not be called reality. Okay. That's, I, I should have made that distinction, mm-hmm. right? Because it still counts if it's called Apple Reality Pro, you know, like Apple Watch. They're going to put the word Apple in front of it no matter what. All right. So hmm. I also have a question then. Uh, let's yeah. play a over under, but on, you only get two options. Over or under, uh, price will be seventeen hundred US. Over or under, Malin, you first. I th- we say that we think it's going to be higher or lower, or yeah. we think your your guess is your your baseline is too high or too low. No, you're going to say whether you think it's higher or lower. I think it will be higher, and I can elaborate on that after everyone said there what they think. 
Adam. Higher. Zach. Yeah, over. Five. I okay. think it will be higher, but not by much. I think it could be um, 1,800. I don't think it will be 3,000, as the rumors suggest. Mm. I also don't see Apple foregoing their margin entirely, because I know there were some rumors that they would either sell it at a loss or at cost. And I think the estimates were that it cost about $1,500, I think. Even mm-hmm. if they don't get their full, you know, usual 37% margin, I expect they'll want some margin. Um, <laughs> hence my guess around probably what Marlon said, around 1800 to maybe 2000 US, mm-hmm. um, which is terrifying when you I- convert that to... Australian dollars. <laughs> yes. A million dollars. <laughs> I don't know if this changes my answer now, but I said another th- I, I should have put this in the context that like we're assuming that there's gonna be because this is the way Apple always does things and uh, so I think it's right, but like that there's going to be like this is the device, this is a consumer product, this is how much it's gonna cost, as opposed to mm-hmm. you know a developer discount that that might even be like mm-hmm. the pre they might release developer kits early, mm-hmm. which are really the headset, an early version that only costs. So, so I'm, I'm pushing all that aside. But if I think about that, maybe it could be a little lower. I, I look, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I'm just trying to protect myself from disappointment. <laughs> I think that Apple has never surprised me in a very, 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 very long time, probably over 10 years, by having something cost less than I thought it <laughs> would cost. <laughs> they used to sometimes do that, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about iPad. the iPad. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we even, even, even the iPhone, the original iPhone, I thought like, mm-hmm. oh, that's, you know, compared to other smartphones, that's, you know, kind of how much they cost. Uh, and, and things like, you know, the HomePod Mini and stuff. There's, there's occasional little surprises, mm-hmm. but I just... I, we've talked about this before. I, I always wonder. I'm trying to really track, you know, where that three thousand dollar rumor comes from. Mm-hmm. Like, like, because I'm not quite sure what the original original report on that was. Whether it just became like people saying it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gonna be really expensive. Like, like, like maybe three thousand dollars, <laughs> and whether everyone yeah. just ran with that. Yeah. Like, is it just a repeated game of telephone? Mm-hmm. But then I know that like more recent rumors from Mark Gurman and more like reliable rumor uh, leakers, you know, keep saying it's expected to be three thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and I feel like that feels less like repeating a rumor and more mm-hmm. like sort of having some sort of sourcing. Yeah. So unless Apple is purposely lying to make everyone f- feel good about the $2,000 price tag, but I can't imagine it being under $2,000. I- Apple's not going to like make it half of what I, yeah. I'm honestly, they've leaked. I don't know if they will say a price during DubDub. Yeah, I don't I, think the device yeah. is that going to be released to the public that soon, and it might not be Ooh. available to, for the masses. So... I, I don't know if there will be a price. So that makes it even weirder where this price is coming from. Because I would think that it's only very high up executives who would know about the price. And they are very le- mm. very unlikely to leak. Most things that leak come from the supri- supply chain or lower down. But I think I, I think that's sort of how it's been justified. Or, I think. or, or Apple's purposeful yeah. <laughs> expectation setting. But I believe that... Hi, did you answer this? Um, no, I did not. I I think it will be under three thousand. I think two thousand is a likely play uh, price. 
uh, I, I could totally see that um, if you look at the parts, because that's where the rumors likely come from, mm-hmm. at least originally, that the the costs are, I don't know, 2000 2200 something in that, because mm-hmm. expensive cameras, expensive displays, you know, Apple's usual quality of, of manufacturing and materials and all of that. And controllers, right? We're expecting two controllers, all of us, very firmly. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm not sure if this price the leaked price has even con- included controllers. Um, yeah, but either way not, I think it could totally be two thousand to two thousand two hundred ish in, in component in that rough ballpark. Apple's usual margin is around thirty five percent and that would get you to three thousand. I would also I'm I'm also with Mullen that I I think it's likely that Apple will have a pre, I think Adam, you mentioned it too, a pre-consumer device or pre-consumer at least purchase option for developers because they do want developers to have their mm-hmm. things ready. That might just be break even at $2,000. Um, but just to be not all of us agreeing, I will say uh, $1,699. All right. <laughs> so you say on there. Sorry, well, I... I... <laughs> you think it's oh six oh sixteen ninety nine? I thought yeah. you said sixty nine ninety nine. I'm no. like that's not even like a price that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bet your life savings, Zach. Apple at WWDC will announce the price, the consumer <laughs> eventual no. release price. No, no, Mullen. No, Kai. Yes, but only I because yes. otherwise that's all everyone's going to talk about. If they don't tell us the price, people will be like, holy smokes, how much will this thing cost? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It might be, you know. That's a good I, point. I think that will only add fire to the like escalating pricing estimations. Or- That's a good point. Damn, I think I might have lost all of our money, guy. <laughs> Apple tends to not, and this is, I think it's going to be a real announcement. I don't think it's going to be like a sneak peek or a preview, in which case they might not release the price. I think this is a full-blown product announcement in style that's just my belief um and so i think they will announce a price or a starting at price at least but it might come uh, much later it might be developers okay. can order it i mean mm. is that next an, one next one bet your life savings this is related Adam Mullen, prepared 278 first. questions no i'm us. just i'm just thinking i'm just thinking of them uh the Mullen. yes y- yes or no Bet your life savings. The consumer version of this headset, not mm-hmm. a special release just for developers, but the one that any regular person can order, will be released in 2023. No. Kai. No. Zach. No. Adam. Adam. I say yes. All right. All right. So when do you think it will be? Do you have a, a, a month? Uh, I don't have a month. I mean, uh, I think... Uh, Okay, I, I should, I should, I should, I should have been more specific with my question. <laughs> the way I'm interpreting the question is: Apple will announce that it will be released by the end of 2023. Will it get delayed? You know, in, in October, are they going to say sorry? It's actually going to be mm-hmm. March. So I'm not, I'm not counting that. I can give you that mm-hmm. things can get delayed. Um, I, th- I think they'll say, uh, you know, by the end of the year, mm-hmm. and I think people will hope that that's, you know, October or November, but it, it will really be December. Be, uh, <laughs> it'll be, yeah, uh, December. That's, mm-hmm. and I've, I've no, I've no, I don't have a justification for it. I, I'm mm-hmm. not saying that's tough. If I had to bet my life savings, that's the way I would bet. <laughs> But I, it would be almost a coin toss, so I can't really argue with your thoughts. And it's, it sounds like they are 
the recent rumors kind of indicate that they are having scheduling problems mm. as far as what yep. they hope versus mm. what's going to happen. But All right. I'm hopeful. I have a question. Um, will this be the f last thing they talk about during the keynote? Yes or no? Adam? Mm. I'm going to say yes. I'm interpreting it as the last major thing that they're not that they might spend five minutes just and talking about bye. some stupid little yeah. stupid little thing and say bye but this will be the 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 thing at the end my, my opinion so they will do a normal keynote here's all the I'll cool explain, new I'll features I'll, I'll, I'll explain more about what i okay. if you want i i, I, have a, I have specific ideas of how they'll do it yeah. but for now i'm just gonna say yes it's at the end Marlin. it can be like i really think they could go both ways on this one it could either be like jump into it boom we have a new product Or it could be, da, 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 da. oh, and here you go. You have a headset. Ah, no, they got to do it in the end because otherwise people won't pay attention to the rest. Yeah. <laughs> Zach? Yeah, it's going to be the last. Yeah. I think so too. Because it's otherwise it's going to, especially uh, exactly like you said, it would be super weird to be like, here's a headset and we have a new animation in the dynamic island. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> The, the, it does. You know. it, it just doesn't like. It's. It's also doesn't do like. There are other cool things that other teams at Apple have been working exactly. on. I think so. It, it really doesn't do it justice if they would release that afterwards. And it actually builds excitement, right? Because we're all so strongly expected. Every mm -hmm. announcement, we're like, okay, more other things. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. But it's. I think it builds up to that. Um, but not a one more thing, right? That's no, no, no. Too no. big for that. I, like, so here, here, I, th I think it's just. If I had to predict it, I'd say. They're going to say, welcome WWC, et cetera, et cetera. You know, oh, here's iOS, what's new in iOS, check it out. All these features, what's new in iPadOS, check it out. What's new in probably watchOS and macOS. Maybe they'll skip tvOS. And then at a certain <laughs> point, uh, two-thirds of the way through, halfway through, they'll say, you know, like, oh, we've, we've talked about, like, all these, you know, different platforms. Mm -hmm. And Apple's so great at creating platforms that all, like, work together and share, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's not very often that we get to create, like, you know, another new platform. But, like, we have a new, new one, you know, today to announce. And because they'll, they'll kind of connect it mm -hmm. to like mm -hmm. yep. platforms by talking about OSs and and that kind of stuff, and then they'll then they'll you know then they'll announce it, and mm -hmm. that'll be that. Yep, yeah, I think that, that's, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's the format. Ah. Mm. Boom, Tim Cook, you can steal my notes, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I didn't mean to be so aggressive. But you are my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, you're done betting it... money? Can I move on? <laughs> Yes. yes. All right, because we were talking about naming, and I had a segue, but then we moved over from that. I was going to ask Adam, as our dedicated Californian uh, right now, I mean, you, you don't live in California, but you grew up in California, you know California, what's macOS name going to be? Uh, good question. I, I saw you add that to the show notes, so I went ahead and Googled what are the uh, generally <laughs> predicted California names left. And I hate all of them, so I don't even know. <laughs> no, but um, not, not even thinking about the, like, you as a resident Californian, what would you think uh, should be the name? What would I, what would I pick yeah. if I got mm -hmm. to choose? Yeah. Okay, then. Um, so I, I mostly lived in San Diego. I love San Diego, but I can't pick San Diego. That's just, that's just, that's like a big city <laughs> name, and they haven't mm -hmm. picked those. Um, you know, within, San Diego area, they do like they kind of like their you know beach community stuff. So there's you you guys you guys have been to San Diego a lot recently, you mm -hmm. know. But I think uh, I think Del Mar is a cool name. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Carlsbad is is kind of a cool Mac OS name. It's not a great like you know 
place to live. I'm kidding. It's fine. Um, <laughs> it's up and coming. All right. It it's, it's, a, quite a, it's a good community if you want to be part of a growing community. I mean, better yeah. than Oceanside. What the YouTubers would say. <laughs> it is better than Oceanside. And it, and it fits into kind of some of their <laughs> names of things we're like here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just, just, so it's just for personal, you know, like things I think would be cool reasons. Yeah, I, I will say, um, uh, I like Del Mar better, but I'll say Del Mar. Why right. Not? Hmm. Do you have a prediction, Marlon? Now when we start talking about that, I do think Encinitas would be a good name. Mac OS Encinitas. That sounds really cool. Um, I picked that. I like, but I think, as a disc- I think Encinitas is a cool place. I, I, I really like yeah. Encinitas. I've been spending a lot of time there uh, during this winter, so maybe I'm a bit biased towards me my liking of the name. <laughs> hmm. I I would have to go with one of the rumored ones. I do like both um, Sonoma and Sequoia. I do like Sequoia. Yeah, yeah, I think those, those are, are those are the, my favorite of the rumored name. I mean, Redwood is not bad either, but I think the other ones are weird. I don't think they're gonna call it Mac OS Diablo or Skyline. I think it's gonna be Redwood Sonoma. Two, so, or Sequoia, Sequoia is interesting because it it does fall under the tradition of having a name that lots of people yeah. <laughs> only only pronounce ninety five percent right. They're like, is it Sequoia or Sequoia? Is that Quoia? Just yeah. like people are like, is it Ventura or Ventura? Yeah. Uh, it just depends. And so I I, I like that. They yeah. like to keep yeah. people on their toes. Yeah. The thing about Redwood is that it's slightly sim I feel like it's too similar to Redmond, which is Microsoft's <laughs> headquarters. So I feel like they're not gonna go with that. Yeah. I think Sequoia is also a nice <laughs> name. It sounds nice. It, you know. Let's go Fact. with that. Let's keep name keep in mind that they that they've named the operating system Big Sur, so they're not like going for just like good sounding names. Sorry, Zach, your turn. No, I actually, it's funny you mentioned that Adam because looking through the name, I'm like, which of these are bad names? And that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, they're not going to pick it because yeah. the last few years of macOS has been a bit wild. Um, looking at the uh, the rumored list here on Nine to Five Mac, I have to say mammoth is the best name out of all of those ah but That's they can't name. go with another animal right like after cats i it feel works. like animals are sort of lost but is it also a place yeah it is it is yeah yes. yeah so it kind of works it's double double uh yeah you know nod to the nod to the past i don't mind it it's also uh, but easily also mammoth it's gonna it's gonna be prehistoric soon that's not great <laughs> well mammoth also means you know big big so it could be just mm-hmm. it, yeah. it, it, it could just be that it's the the biggest mac os the the biggest most full-featured mac os update yet <laughs> mac os on the headset it, it's what they'll say out loud Ooh, we didn't talk about that yeah i don't think so that your life savings zach <laughs> no. mac os on the headset <laughs> if it's named mammoth maybe <laughs> um if if we get a headset, would that for all, all three of you, would that be the most exciting announcement of, or is there one thing that you feel like is more exciting than the headset would be? Just from pure, what would you, you know, you watch it, you're a little bit tired, which one would get you on the edge mm. of your seat? Would it be, now we're going to talk about a headset or something else? Headset. I mean, I say this, this is what I'll be excited about before they announce the headset. Yeah, of course. Of Ask course. me afterwards. Yeah, yeah th- th- this is hyped up. This has the most unknowns. It, it, um... I'm not saying that they can't 
do some amazing stuff in iOS that we didn't even consider. But a lot of it's gonna be like, oh, now you have interactive widgets. Gee, mm-hmm. you know, that's you've taken you've taken the thing you already have and you've made it, you know, mm-hmm. better, but uh, you know, better in kind of predictable ways, which is mm-hmm. uh, probably what it mostly is gonna be. This is. But Zach, you're probably the least excited about a headset, right? Oh, of, I'm not of excited the three at all. Of us. This Four podcast of us. actually yeah. made me realize that I'm. <laughs> how little i care about the areas they're supposedly focusing on which is re- it's really weird that we're like doing this podcast right but, <laughs> well that uh, was gonna be my final question was gonna be who's excited about actually owning a, a headset i i need this keynote to be convinced that i need this headset mm-hmm. or not that's also oh. a valid outcome but mm-hmm. i really standing here now i don't care yeah. as a developer I mean, you're not a big gamer no, right. not so a big that's, gamer, that's, that's and I don't gone. need motivation for fitness stuff because I like going for runs, and I don't want to have a headset for that. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, no, and productivity is also stupid. <laughs> 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 but like, the Mac works. Oh, you know, mm. I don't know. I just, mm. uh, yeah, I'm not mm. sold on it. I think um, as a developer, the opportunities are interesting. So I'll put that aside. But definitely as a consumer. I don't think I want one of these, mm. but mm. I also know better than to say that will be my stance after the keynote. Mm. And so mm. I am going in with a healthy level of skepticism <laughs> and I'd be thrilled if I'm proven wrong. Mm. I, I definitely, th- I, I, I do agree. I think this will, will be the most controversial. I don't know if that's the right word, but I think everything else was very, the last release products were all very non-intrusive right mm. you remember how much we debated will people strap something to their wrist yeah but also who cares right some people yeah. strap something to their wrist some did, do not did, it wasn't did, we, did anyone debate that but, but yeah, that was such a big debate watches for forever yeah i don't remember that. yeah that's already like yeah mm. and you can imagine what strapping even if you're not a watch wearer before you'd be like okay it might be a little bit weird but like it's it's not that much different than it's it's not intru- mm. I mean a headset's different. It's like intrusive, right? It's exactly. weird. Mm. It's like you're covering up your probably the most intrusive thing you could possibly wear is something yeah. on your head in front of your eyes. Let, well, let, mm-hmm. let me let me let me I I know I'm interrupting Kai's question, but I I want to pivot to another question <laughs> uh, which I was saving for the end, but I feel like uh Zach already kind of hit upon it. Mm-hmm. So I have a very precise wording of this, okay? <laughs> it's it's not do you want a headset? It's the assumption of this question is you have to assume you have a headset. Mm-hmm. You you've got you you know your work bought it for you whatever. You have one. Mm-hmm. Are there things no, let's pretend that all the rumors are true, I'll, I'll, right? Just as a right? side note, I just got super ex- a little bit more excited yeah. because I realized my work will pay for this thing. It will <laughs> there be you go. our business, there you go. but it will actually be a tax, <laughs> a deductible purchase for the per- for the business. The question is within those within those bounds. <laughs> Is excited about tax deductions. What, 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 what are the things? What are what is the thing? The things, or if anything, uh, that you think you will actually use the headset for on a regular basis. Now, let me discount mm-hmm. some things, right? If you get you get your free headset from work, you're going to go and you're going to download everything Apple's made. You're going to try it all. I'm not counting that. I'm not talking about like demoing stuff. It's not just like, mm-hmm. oh, there's one good game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go play that one good game. If, if there's only one good game or a couple good games, saying I'm going to use it for gaming doesn't count. It has to mm-hmm. be something where you feel like you have, based on what the rumors are and what you predict it's going to be, you're like, yes, mm-hmm. I think I will actually, if you talk to me six months later, I'll be like, oh yeah, every day, 
day or every week or every two weeks, I always do this thing with the headset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Zach, I have a feeling I already know your answer because you've already kind of uh, spoiled it. But uh, it might be a little different because it is different because it's not whether you're going to buy one, whether you think Mm. it's worth it. It's like you have one. Is there anything in the rumored uh, space that you think, oh, yeah, I I could see myself doing that since I already have one? I'll start with you. So the I guess the the best answer I can give there is I need to be convinced that something like that will exist. And so... Mm -hmm. As it stands, the answer is no. I'm sure that uh, the premise of the question being that I have one, I could probably find something, you know, but I don't know if I would. Mm. Nothing that we've spoken about would make me buy one for for those reasons anyway. Um, but if you okay. have one. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, and I you have the opportunity you. to use any well, of the and, things. And use your or, imagination. Or keep it in a drawer. <laughs> yeah. And you're a software developer. You can imagine the kinds the of apps someone could make. The kind of apps that you can. We we you have to stick to the rumored hardware specs, but okay. in software you can kind of use your imagination. Like what what could someone reasonably do in in software? So you, if you're like, I would only use it if Apple had this cool 3D calendar. Uh, then we can assume yes. Let's assume that they have so, the 3D calendar. You know. I th- I think the only thing that I would be really intrigued to try, and I think is is an experience you can't really get just using like the computers we have now would be some kind of immersive either like sports stadium or cinema Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. something like that like maybe you know being able to watch tv on a virtual 100 inch television that's actually Mm -hmm. 20 meters from you instead of the Mm -hmm. three meters that Mm -hmm. my real tv sits or or you know sitting on the lounge and and like being like you're in a at the footy or something like something like that uh i'm not expecting it i don't know if it's going to be good enough to to make that really enjoyable but that's mm. probably the extent of it but it's also not something that like take it or leave it it doesn't bother me the thought mm. of that is mm. not overly exciting like it's again of the thing of it's sitting on my desk what might i use it for that kind of fits the bill um but i don't know if i'd rush out and buy one for that mm. kind of experience mm. so i i yeah, am skeptical but i i do i am quite keen to follow up once we've seen it once it's been announced yeah um yeah and then i, might I think especially the football thing you. for you it would probably be cool right if you could see it on the best possible screen yeah like 100 inch 200 inch whatever you out you simulate <laughs> an outdoor cinema of your favorite game yeah but also if you want to watch it with people that all of a sudden is super awkward and weird yeah <laughs> because you're the only one that sees That's the game right. and everyone else is yeah. just sitting watching you watch the game it definitely so, um means you, yeah you need to be watching it probably by yourself yeah but that said, like, if you would watch the keynote, would you watch it in that environment? Probably, if you have it laying around, right? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, Kai, you and I, we have been able to. We would have been able to watch. We do watch Facebook's keynotes or Oculus's keynotes, and we had never watched them in the Oculus headset. No, but because we watch watch together. Yeah, but and I do expect post. the Quest's quality and comfort to be significantly lower than Apple's yeah. headset. Mm. I mean, the, the, as as silly as it sounds to have the battery strapped to your to your, you know or in a in your in your pocket, it any weight you can get off the head is going to make a huge difference in mm-hmm. if you want to wear it for multiple hours. I mean, it's going to be w- kind of if if we get it with a battery that is uh, you know separate. Connect it with a cable. It's going to be weird, mm. but I do think those kind of things will help the overall comfort. Mm-hmm. And where I think the comfort will be, I think it will be a lot more likely that you would watch something for two hours in it yeah. than it is with the headsets that we have today. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting how they solve yeah. those problems. Like I, from a, I guess, technical perspective, I am fascinated by sort of the challenges and the eventual solutions, and even Kai, what you mentioned before about like how you're going to interact inside this world. I think mm-hmm. that will be quite mm-hmm. fascinating. Um, yeah, doesn't yeah. mean the the solutions will be good. Some might be, some might not be. Um, and obviously, this is still the first version with the first version of the software. But it will be interesting to see how those challenges are tackled. But I think it's also cool that this is sort of, those are new challenges for all of us mm. to figure out as well. It's not only an Apple thing. I mean, pull to refresh was something that was from uh, Lauren Bricker. Yeah. 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 So I think it's uh, just cool. Like you come up with a new interaction model and that might become the standard. You know those kind of window blinds that you pull down a little bit and then they snap snap up out of mm, the way? Yeah. That would be kind of a fun way of dismissing windows if you just tuck them a little bit and then they snap upwards. Oh, it's like the opposite pull to refresh, it's pull to close. Yeah. That would be but kind yeah, of fun. You, like, you think about the dynamic island, like none of us really saw that. Well, I definitely didn't see that yeah. coming yeah. and that was mm. kind of a, or very much a surprise and delight. And you've got to mm. imagine that there will be that certain is. interactions mm. that are shown off uh, that exist inside this headset that yeah. will give a similar level of surprise and delight. There'll probably be mm. other ones that are swings and a miss and they get reworked mm. in future software or hardware versions but uh, i definitely think there'll be an interesting Mm. mix of um, interesting solutions to problems Mm. that is an interesting point the fluidity of the dynamic island in in a headset would be i mean again we're assuming high refresh rate displays and all of that oled whatever but it it would be super fun to to have Mm -hmm. that level of passion Mm, that was put into animations in in 3d space i think there's some incredible things you could do yeah Mm. Malin, it's your turn to answer the question. What was the original question? <laughs> the original question was, are there things, based, oh, based oh, on the yeah. current rumors, yeah. are, are there things that you think you will definitely, not, de- you know, yeah. I'm not going to hold you to it, but you're like, oh yeah, I can see myself totally doing that yeah, on I, a regular basis. I would think the fitness angle, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm Anything already else? I'm already both using Apple Fitness and I'm using different fitness apps or games in VR on oculus so it makes a lot of sense it already fits with what kind of what you're yeah yeah used to yeah i don't know how i feel about wearing a headset for an extended period of time for like a productivity device i think it depends a lot on the weight of it and also on like how it works with glasses and whether or not Mm -hmm. i still need to wear my glasses under um so I think that I, I wouldn't like I would not feel be comfortable with the Oculus at the moment with the current resolution to work with it without glasses, um, and yeah. I don't like wearing glasses under the heads, under that headset. So I think that's that depends a lot on my setup. Kai, what's your answer? Oh yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. Well, you have to tell me what what they are. You can't just say yes. I'm going to do stuff with it. All of them, essentially. <laughs> I I totally. I would totally work. VR is already the only way I work out. I, I, feel, I feel like you've misunderstood the question if you're saying you're going to do all the things with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the question was what the one thing is that would I would use if I would get no, it for not free the one thing. regularly. What, no, no. It could, it could be multiple things. Yeah. It doesn't have to be one thing. But something that like isn't just like, oh, yeah, I would try that out. That, that seems cool. It's more like I can see myself six months later. If you ask me, I, I would say, oh, yeah, I definitely use it for that all the time. Yeah, still not just this, not, <laughs> okay, still everything. All the I, I would totally work out. VR is already my main workout cardio device. So I would, without a doubt, if Apple has the VR gaming 
fitness gaming site. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if it working? would only be Apple Fitness in VR? Then probably not, unless it's significant. If they gamified, the the main reason I use VR as a workout tool is because it doesn't feel like a workout. It feels like I play a game, hmm. and afterwards I'm super sore and I lost. You know, I, I, so you're say, so so. For example, you, you're saying like if I talk to you later, you'll be like, "Oh yeah, I I used it for for FaceTime, uh, for headset FaceTime." You know, once a week, I I I I I strap it on my head for productivity every other day. Yes, I would expect. Okay, if if we get things that match my productivity toolset that I need to to do productive things, I would absolutely love to have a hundred. That's a nice thing. It would finally give us a chance to get a hundred twenty hertz display for 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 work that I do. That is not what makes on a you MacBook. think? How, how certain are you that it's going to be hundred twenty hertz? Fairly, fairly certain. I think that makes sense for a headset. Apple will optimize for low motion mm-hmm. sickness and mm-hmm. high comfort and high quality and fluidity. I mean, there's a reason that all of Apple's new devices are 120 hertz. All the Pro devices are 120 hertz, right? The iPhone, you you do once you go into battery saving mode, you're like, man, my phone is broken now. Like 120 hertz makes a huge difference on even if you just look mm-hmm. at your your phone. Um, and it makes a way bigger difference if if you wear it on your head and you're turning around and everything is just mm. fluid. So I think it will be 120. And you want to avoid okay. this being the motion sickness device as much as possible. Yeah. And I guess just at Apple scale, even a few instances of, of this getting reported is not great. Yeah, you don't want this to be motion sickness pro. Great, that we found the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, 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 if 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 the things work, I, I'm totally on board. But the the ideas behind a lot of those those um okay i'm it's a very interesting i i i expected you to be the least skeptical but i definitely did not expect uh <laughs> your indications that you will do all the things so we'll check we'll check up on that I, I, the thing uh, is that i'm already doing them with a what i uh, i would the productivity, be shocked if, though. No, not the productivity, but that's mostly because it doesn't work well with a Mac. I, I would love to try it out. That's mm-hmm. the one thing I couldn't try out yet. But only like the entertainment, especially the gaming side and the, the fitness part. And, uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the other parts I'm already using on the headset on a daily basis or mm-hmm. at least every other day. It, it, there was not a week since the pandemic started that I wouldn't have used the headset unless I was like traveling or not mm-hmm. not at home. And I, I think Apple's headsets, assuming they're not butchering gaming and deciding to not go with controllers or doing something else that makes it just too cumbersome to use for the things that I use, it, it just seems like an upgrade for the things I already do. Um, mm. And I mean, we had that, Adam, when we we pl- played Demio in VR and then we kept chatting in there for, for way longer yeah. than we had any mm. reason to because we only have those weird masks and we still talk to each other for like an hour after the game was over. It is... And I, I would expect Apple's headset to do that, but like 10 times better. Mm. So Adam, how about you? Um, it's tough. I, I, I'm, a, I'm definitely more on the skeptical side. I, I summarize my overall point of view as extremely skeptical, <laughs> but really, really desperately hoping that I'm wrong and mm-hmm. that I am, mm-hmm. am super excited. Um, one of the things that kind of answers this question for me is the... Um, 
the friction involved in putting on a headset and taking off a headset, right? That's that's like because really this isn't just something like a watch where you wear it. You just say oh, you can put it on in the morning mm-hmm. and just wear it all day, or a phone mm-hmm. that you probably have in your pocket all the time. This is something that is. I'm not saying it's big and bulky, but it's something you imagine. I want to use the headset. You have to think, mm-hmm. I'm going to use the headset. And then what are you going to do? You have to put on the headset. Maybe it's super easy to put on. Maybe it requires a little bit of adjustment. Mm-hmm. And you have to also say, okay, I have to, I want to, I have to take the battery pack and I have to make sure that I, that straps onto somewhere on my, on my waistband and, and then run the cable and just make sure I'm, I'm, I'm set. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying you can't do that quickly, especially once you practice it, but there's an, a very definite friction. So part of my answer is like, what things does make the friction worth it, right? Mm-hmm. And I I do think about things like gaming, right? Gaming already. If I want to play a game, I have to turn on my PlayStation Five. I have to go sit down. I have to kind of get my controller out. And so there's already kind of a friction. So I know mm-hmm. like gaming is sort of like something I do in a separate mode. So mm-hmm. that is applicable to the friction of Apple's headset. However, I personally believe that Apple is not going to have a uh, this is my guess. My guess, I, it's hard for me to believe they're going to have an ongoing gaming story that's compelling for anything other than every once in a while something comes out and you check it out. But I, that, I disqualify that based on the constraints of the question that I asked. So I, I'd say like, yeah, I <laughs> but play... Also, well, keep, keep in mind, Apple seems to talk a lot more about gaming. The, mm-hmm. the games, the big games they announced recently was Resident Evil and two, uh, No Man's Sky. Two Man's Sky. Yeah. Uh, no Man's Sky. Both of them are probably amongst the most interest or definitely in the top tier of VR games because the Resident Evil game was, I think, one of the best-selling Oculus game ever made. Uh, I think No Man's Sky is one of the best PSVR games selling on PSVR. I don't think that is purely coincidental that Apple talks to those studios... So I, maybe I hope they get the gaming, uh, but, but, but right, but but it has to, but it has to be you know the right game. So I'm not saying <laughs> never. If if there was a game like Demio that specifically, like people I knew, like like you three uh, wanted to play and like we're like let's do it every week, then it might turn out that actually mm-hmm. I use it for gaming. Mm-hmm. Although even like something like uh, Demio that we play regularly, I don't really consider that like my main use of my existing VR. It's kind of like this second thing. Anyways, <laughs> I like how you're, you're flip-flopping between Demio yeah, and Demio. Yeah. Demio. Demio. <laughs> Speaking of challenging names. <laughs> anyway, uh, so g- gaming, I'm, I'm, I'm very um, not optimistic about. Uh, the fitness stuff, that sounds cool. I probably would do that. I don't have a regular like fitness thing, but I could see that falling apart, but not for any reason related to the Apple, uh, the Apple reality pro, um, just me <laughs> being lazy and not, not having a regular, uh, fitness routine. That's kind of the only thing I, I, when I think about, like, I like the idea of sitting at my desk and having a giant virtual monitor, which is supposedly mm-hmm. one of the features that, and Kai mentioned that, but I do have to ask myself, okay, like I sit down, like, where's the headset? Is it on my desk? Am I leaving it on my desk all the time? Or is it another room? I have to go get it. And now I'm sitting down. I just want to code real quick. Am I like, am I like, no, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sit there and code for two straight hours without any distraction. So now it's worth it for me to put on the headset. I think your, hook up your development workflow is very different. You just go and code real quick. It's like, just, just two more features. And I got four minutes. No, but I, but I don't, but I don't, um, let me put it this way. Like, it's it, to me it's like it's it's i'm not saying it's hard but it's imagine if for whatever reason when you walked into the room where your computer is you're just like i have to put on 
special shoes and wear pajama <laughs> pajamas and it's really easy they're right there you quickly you, you quickly have to change right you can do it in less than 30 seconds but you have to do it and you would just be like shit i don't know that sh-, you know like you, you you would actually feel like it's this heavy thing you can't just plop on your chair and bring up xcode and get back to where you are it's a mode change right it's a context change and it's it's how heavy is that context change maybe my example wasn't a, a perfect example but I, that's what i worry about i i, I worry about if 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 we're talking about you know, compared mm-hmm. to the also rumored that Apple is somehow working on some AR glasses that are like lightweight eyeglasses. Like I'm all aboard that. Something I can just wear, put on and just go about my business. But something I'm at my desk computing. Say I do that. Now it's like, OK, now I have to go to the bathroom. Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to. Sorry, I probably won't wear it to the bathroom. I know I'll, we, everyone will probably secretly end up wearing this thing when they go to the bathroom, <laughs> but we won't admit it. Um, so I'll say that I won't. But but it's that kind of thing. You know, like you, you just you're you'd be constantly taking this thing on or off mm-hmm. all day. And unlike something like my eyeglasses, which actually I can easily take off and just put down or whatever, it just feels like. Why am I doing this? It's like, mm-hmm. what if you had to like, what if every time you sat down at your desk, you had to adjust your chair? Like it was, it was, it was back at its factory settings and you had to like get the height up right and get, get the lumbar support exactly <laughs> but I'm how you want it. But about the amount of friction you're expecting. I, I think it will, you I put mean, it on, it will just, immediately turn but on. It's, by, but, it, but it's, I, but it's I, not a hat. It's I not would, glasses. It I is. would think of it as skiing goggles. Like have any of you ever worn ski, skiing goggles? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is that hard is that to hard? put on? <laughs> I think it will be... Okay, so one thing I do have in mind, existing VR headsets that I'm used to, which are more cumbersome. I don't think it's going to be as cumbersome as that, but I don't think it's going to be exactly like skiing mm. goggles where you just put it on. I think there's going to be a, like usual adjustments and, you know... I think it, it will do all of it, those adjustments for you because, again, if rumors I, are true, it will use, you know, essentially an eye unlock. So you put it on and knows who you are. I mean, no, it but could I, be more I think like it will do IPD adjustments. I think it will be doing your IPD adjustments because it knows where your eyes live, where your eyes are in your head socket. I don't know. <laughs> do you it know how humans look? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I look, know maybe, you're, maybe you're right. Yeah. Uh, th- this is the part that we can't tell until we try it, right? Like how much, fri- how much friction it'll be and how much friction can you tolerate? And you might think, oh, that's not a big deal. Something that's not a big deal once a day after two weeks you might be like oh this this actually but don't you think those are exactly the things that held them from releasing it for the last you know three years i I would think those usability because you know if if we're getting it as as what we're imagining it to be not not glasses but like this headset device the hardware was in a pretty decent state for the last few years like we had high high resolution cameras we had high resolution displays we had eye tracking I, I assume that most of the things that helped us release were things like the ones you're you're talking about. The usability, the making it super frictionless, you per- turning it on, and you just... It's essentially like you put on, you know, swimming goggles, and immediately you just see your, still, your full environment, and it doesn't feel like you have a thing on, and then your windows appear in a nice, nice way, and you're back into your mode. I, I think those... I, I mean, I might be completely wrong. Well, but I for, for the, two hours and then your battery, you have to swap out your battery pack because it's, you know, charge is dead. Sure, and, that that could be the, the cum- cumbersome things. But I, I would expect that a lot of the focus was on it being as frictionless as possible. You you take it on or you you, you put it over your, your eyes and you're in. So I, I, I you could be right. I guess my general frustration and maybe it's just because I, I don't develop devices. 
I feel like intuitively it's the opposite approach that I would like. I don't, I wish Apple did not take a, we're going to add 3000 awesome high tech features that are like the cutting edge. And then we're going to try to make it as comfortable as, as possible. I think they should have started with comfort and usability and had it be feature free. I actually think people make fun <laughs> of Google glass and I did too. And I'm not saying it's exactly that, but to me, like looking at it now, I feel like that approach of, Let's have something that actually looks and feels very comfortable and normal, but it can only do a few things. Maybe it's just this, an Apple Watch HUD floating in your uh, field of view. That's way more compelling to me as a, as a product. But I think that's uh, when we're three, four, five years away. But we already had that 10 years ago, and certainly you could have... Yeah, but that but was Kai, horrible. Kai, no one liked that. But Kai, you well, don't think okay, they would but, but focus you start, on you comfort? start with something horrible. At, you start with something horrible, then ten year you work on it for ten years, and then Apple releases something that's. But I still not think horrible. they will focus on comfort, but not from. But they are not making glasses; they're making goggles. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're making you're comfortable about, Adam, goggles. Right? Well, you're yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's that's fun. I, I I'm saying that goggles, especially goggles with an external battery pack. <laughs> now you have two. Now you have two things you have to attach to your body completely separately with, with a physical cable. You have to, even though I know it's mm-hmm. going to be magnetic, it's just going to snap in. Mm-hmm. It's. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm not saying this mm-hmm. is too much friction. I'm saying. Wow, there that's a big ask. Like and if it was like a $600 device, I might be like if as a buyer, I might be like, well shit, I'm I'm going to go ahead and give that a try. Why not? But a $3,000 device, um I might buy one anyways just cuz I'm a developer and I feel I'll feel bullied into it, but uh <laughs> I think everyone has a different level of friction that they're willing to that they're willing to put up with and I think Kai and Adam, you might be at slightly opposite ends mm-hmm. of that spectrum. Um <laughs> yeah. But I think about it from the perspective of I paid someone a lot of money to zap my eyes with lasers so that I don't have to wear glasses. Mm -hmm. And it has been a really good few years since (laughs) that was done. To the point of I don't even put on sunglasses a lot of the time when I probably should because I like being Mm -hmm. glasses free more than I care about squinting into the sun. And I think the friction would have to be pretty low and it would have to be really un, like unintrusive, un, not annoying to, mm-hmm. to consider this a product that I, I'm happy to wear. The, but I think that's the balance they have to hit. They have to, it has yeah. to be enticing enough with friction. Like the better the product, the higher the friction is allowed to be before you yeah. wouldn't, before you would say, no, I'm not doing yeah. it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it is not a great product, then it can be, you know, nothing that 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 yeah. because then who cares if it's an amazing product then the friction can go higher and higher and if they get to a point where it's yeah. a great product and the friction is low or as low as it can be then you would probably take it on and i think that's where apple wants to be yeah. right yeah. great product low friction i don't think they're aiming for that's where i see it as apple's job to convince me it's it's exactly. a good yeah. enough product to justify what because the inconvenience will never be zero. If you're putting hardware on your head, there is a non-zero inconvenience. Mm-hmm. Glasses are a non-zero inconvenience. Some people that for some people they're fine, for some people they're annoying, mm-hmm. um, and and everywhere in between. And yeah, you're right. They do have to find that balance. But I think it's their yeah, it's the, part of their job or part of their marketing department's job is to convince you why the friction is worth it. And even if it's a little bit of friction, it might be a lot, might be a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, they need to convince you of that. And I think you, you mentioned it earlier, but that I guess future versions of the product will presumably 
get both more feature capable but also less frictionless maybe they are thinner maybe they are lighter maybe the battery lasts more than two hours by the time you're at the third or fourth revision for this product and with all of those steps i think more and more people will find that trade-off acceptable Mm -hmm. Um, but i am skeptical about how many for how many people the first generation Mm -hmm. of this product will be an acceptable right. mm-hmm. I, I think and I, I could be completely yeah, wrong mm-hmm. and it might be comfortable for everyone and this was mm-hmm. a waste of a conversation but <laughs> it's never I a waste skeptical. of a conversation like a lot like a lot of my thoughts yeah, for I, this device I, i'm not sure I, what i'm gonna how i'm gonna feel about it in a few i weeks. do agree and i think many people i talk to about vr experiences they are not particularly interested in it even if i talk about what i like the games i'm playing and like how it it sort of changed what we are doing, what we did throughout the pandemic. Like we kind of we were in VR a lot because it was just a nice change of environment. But I think people don't. That usually did not make people go ahead and buy a device. But I think once people have tried on a device for in any particular setting, that's sort of when it clicks for many people. But I think there's still a lot of friction. People won't just try it out. Like Adam said, if it's 600 bucks, maybe you will just be like, ah, oh, may as well try it. I do think hands-on in that store could be like a big, they, it's something mm. that they really have to sort of push and like get people mm. to play with for that. But, um, but I also believe that is exactly why the rumors that we're seeing are so conflicted, mm-hmm. because I'm sure those discussions Apple had internally a lot, where some of people course. like, way too high friction, and others like, but there's so much we mm-hmm. can do with it. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. mean, ultimately, it looks like they decided that overall, it's still worth shipping. And I do overall have mm-hmm. belief that Apple is not shipping, th- is rather pulling things, not shipping them rather than shipping stuff that is clearly terrible mm-hmm. i mean there are there are some you could you can probably very easily argue that the homepod was a failure but i think mm-hmm. most people would agree it's not a completely terrible product um mm-hmm. and i think sure. apple considering how much more important this product will be likely and how much more hype this product is than than a homepod I do think that th- the internal threshold of how much it needs to do and how well it needs to do those things and how low the friction is, d- I think those standards are probably extremely high hmm. because no one forces them. You know, Apple could totally not release it this year and not, ha- and then obviously combat those rumors with controlled leaks to, to for to set expectations. I mean, it's a bit late for that now. <laughs> Clearly, they think it's good enough. But I think I I have enough belief in. Apple's decision to not, you know, there's a reason we've not seen an Apple car. I don't think they're, the, the company doesn't, you know, they clearly have enough money to build a car. They clearly have enough talent that they could acquire to, to get that. But for, they decided that that, despite probably also costing billions and billions of dollars of research and development, they clearly decided that is not something they're going to ship, but the headset is something they're going to ship. Yeah, I don't think it will be bad, but I, I do think the onus is on them to... Uh, oh yeah convince people yeah. that it's it's worth it and that's why i'm looking forward to the keynote and i'm looking forward to the announcement and even though i'm going in expecting to not really find a use mm-hmm. for this product i'd be happy to walk away with something that excites mm-hmm. me that would that would be wonderful yeah. yeah i have found that when apple announces anything and it's like the new version of say the apple watch the past like four years literally I, I my my Apple Watch. I have a Series Five, so mm-hmm. what? It's like four four years old. Um, but every time it comes out, I'm like, 
you know, I know it doesn't have that many new features, but my watch is a few years <laughs> old. I'm just going to get the new one. Like, I'm really excited. I'm just going to do that. And then if I, I've noticed with any device, if I pull the trigger that day, I'll get it. But if I wait, oh, I'm like, ah, it's the watch. I don't care. I don't need it. It's not the phone. I don't need it on day one. I'll just wait, you know. And then within like four weeks, if I can't order it, yeah, I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I don't, mm. I don't even care. Mm. And I do, I do sort of, when I've taught, asked myself, am I going to get this device, right? And mm-hmm. there is a part of me that thinks, even if it's $3,000, I know I've said before, I will not pay over $2,000. The reality is, I might be hyped. I might be just as a, a developer thing. I might just feel like I need to get it. But speaking of when it's going to be released or when you're going to be able to pay for it, the longer that time frame is, <laughs> the more time I'm going to have to either maybe be more impressed or more convinced. Maybe Every time I talk to you guys, you'll be like, you got to get the headset. You got to get the headset. That'll be fine. But also, maybe it'll be time for me to think like, oh, well, I'm sure sure glad I didn't – sure glad they didn't put in pre-orders right away because I would have probably done that. But now I'm <laughs> – yeah, how can I not buy it? I'm, I'm – I'm, but it's so expensive. It's the most expensive thing they've ever made that I've wanted. I'm not saying you can't buy a MacBook Pro, but you don't think – MacBook Pro is like they have a base price and you can keep adding to it. This is just like – it's crazy to take a risk like this on, for $3,000. But that's the thing. I think the price indicates that the productivity part will be significant. I do not think they will sell a $3,000 Game Boy. But what a choice do they have? But what if they sat there and they said, we have something, and we think the productivity stuff is pretty cool. Um, we don't think it's $3,000 worth of productivity. And then they say... But that's how much we have to sell the device for. That's literally, I mean, it's so expensive. We really should be selling it for $5,000 if we wanted our normal Apple margins. We have to do it. And then it's like someone decides, do we just not sell it? But how do you, I mean, that's the thing. Because I'm not saying it's not going to be useful. I'm just saying, I mean, one of the reasons I asked you three the question with the context of, Assuming your 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 work is paying for your device, right? You get it for free. You don't have to decide. A reason I want to do that is I wanted to separate the question of is mm-hmm. the device going to be That's useful at any price versus is it useful at $3,000, which is even a tougher question. Even mm-hmm. like if you're on the – like you're not going to convince anyone. Malin might be like, oh, that's cool. I'll use it for fitness. You're not going to be able to convince anyone – who just thinks, oh, it's cool for fitness, but nothing else to pay $3,000 no. for it. If it's a $500 device, we're like, oh, it's cool for fitness. And maybe, maybe a few other things, mm-hmm. they might take a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no one's going to take a chance at even $2,000, mm-hmm. I think, for like, a, it's cool for fitness. And maybe it'll have some cool games. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But that's why I think you know, it either has to be a very significant product for, for work type things. Like, I, I think if we're looking, yes. let's say, 10 years ahead, right, just to be super pessimistic about technology, could <laughs> you imagine a future where you do not have a screen on your, your table and there will be just, you go into some kind of productivity mode and either it's through a headset, your glasses, laser brain like, implants, change, whatever. Change, change into your pajamas. Yeah, yeah what, whatever. <laughs> and, your, whatever. And, your, and your special shoes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it might be. And screens just appear in your configuration, and you didn't you didn't buy the individual screens. You can totally decommission them, spawn new ones. I think sure. that is not unlikely that. to to be a future in ten years, right? That we do not yeah. have a dedicated TV and a dedicated computer monitor and a dedicated watch wrist computer. Um, Absolutely, it, I'm I'm a hundred percent with that vision. Yeah. So I, I, and again, Apple. <laughs> 
maybe I put too much faith in in their decision process of shipping it. But if it's going to be expensive, I think they need to hit the hey, I I this might actually replace a studio display for me. Because then then you can do the math or like, well, I kind of get I kind of get a MacBook with it ish or an iPad Pro at least, and I kind of get a get a really high quality display kind of and you it needs to get close enough where you can, if you are interested at all, and I think that's a different thing, right? Apple needs to, first, I think this is a product where the, where the challenge is going to be to sell to the enthusiasts. It's not even, even if we talk about like random person on the street, that's, that's a different challenge. I think this is a product where Apple needs to even convince the enthusiasts to be interested. Uh, and for that, I think they have to get within a dis, uh, within a th- stone throw distance of you being able to do enough mental math to kind of talk yourself into how this this is gonna make financially not not be a financial completely absurd uh, decision. And I think if they can get it into the cost realm of a Studio Display Plus and iPad Pro, I think that's. And it can actually do those things that the Studio Display Plus and iPad Pro could but, but, do together. But you know, you, you know, just from like stat from math, it's not going to be a five. You're not going to be able to see a five K, even four K, like monitor float. Like you're not going to be able to uh, visualize at that resolution. There's just not enough uh, dots in the in the pixels in the in the headset to do that. Yes, it's going to be four K, likely going to be four K per eye, right? Is that the latest? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know how how that actually. I mean, there's probably four K per eye. Well, I I I only know it's because people talk about it all the time with like the PlayStation VR and like the cinema modes and stuff. Like, so PlayStation VR, like the VR two, like it's it's four K total. So it's like four K across mm-hmm. two eyes, which is a little it's it's different. Um, and that and that can uh pretty much resolve like regular ten eighty p HD. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of like it goes down one level. And the previous PlayStation VR, which was just ten eighty p stretched across two eyes, you know, was like, well, you can watch movies if you want, but they're gonna look kind of mm-hmm. pixelated. So I imagine like four K double four K, which is with it, so they're not, which is not really the same thing as eight K stretched mm-hmm. across two eyes. It's sort of somewhere in between. Like I'm like, well, I bet you. And of course, it depends like how much you want the monitor to fill your screen, or yeah, is it like thing. a few. But assuming it's normal, like desk distance, I mean, you might. I I would imagine you could do a 4K display where you're still not seeing. It's still not as quite as crisp looking. You know, you 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 know at at, at a normal distance. Uh, in other words, it could be that it is actually 4K of, of virtual pixels, but like you're not literally seeing all of them depending on whether you move a little closer or farther. Mm-hmm. It might be like, oh, it's good enough. You can get away with it. Uh, uh, so maybe maybe, maybe a 4K display mm-hmm. and, and nothing else. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. I'm not an expert. That's just sort of based on <laughs> other people's discussions of everyone wanting to use like, you know, the cinema mode on the, on the PSVRs and, and kind of roughly... Yeah. So I don't think it's good. I mean, I, and again, maybe they'll say like, "Oh, it, it will be like a 5K resolution." Maybe they won't even. That's the thing. They might not even talk about Retina anymore. That, maybe they won't. They probably won't use the term 5K or whatever. Mm. They'll just say small, medium, and large. And we have set the pixel count of the desktop to be the thing that matches the distance that you, that you have, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 people will later reverse engineer and say like, "Oh, it ends up being it's." 2200 by whatever which mm. is kind of between 4k and 5k at retina you know i, mm. I that's my that's my guess mm. all right any other expectations <laughs> or is it just gonna be full-on um headset <laughs> event 
Zack, you're not excited about the headset, so what are you excited about? <laughs> um, I think one of the things, one of the rumors that stuck out to me was HealthKit coming mm-hmm. to the iPad. I think that would be a huge addition. It's not, don't get me wrong, it's not a life-changing, world-breaking uh, you know, feature, but it would be nice to sort of be able to sync that data across to the iPad and then to have apps sort of build custom mm-hmm. iPad experiences uh, on the bigger screen. Um, obviously, that does fit in nicely with the possibility of running iPad apps on the headset as well. Uh, that could be a mm-hmm. cool sort of tie-in there. But I think considering, you know, watched Glucomate last month and deliberately didn't do an iPad app because there's no health kit to mm-hmm. pull the data from, um, I think I'd have a lot of fun building that iPad up and it would actually be quite handy because I can see people, you know, their, their phone is generally the device that they record the data on, uh, but then maybe they want to visualize it on a bigger screen. And I think that would be a really nice improvement. Um, so that's, yeah, out of all the rumors, that's probably the one that got me the most interested. More so than the WatchOS rumors? Like, it sounds like this might be the biggest WatchOS change since, you know, yeah, 2 or 3 the, or whatever. Um, Bringing back glances sounds great if that happens. I loved glances. So um, for a bit of background there, glances were a thing on your Apple Watch that kind of got replaced by that weird app switcher <laughs> that they now have, not the honeycomb, but mm-hmm. the the list you can scroll through. But they were basically a an extension to your watch app that could run, like basically render one screen. I think it was non-interactive, but when you brought it up, you you were guaranteed a refresh. And so you could update that screen with the latest data or whatever it was. Uh, a little bit like the old widget system in iOS before widgets became home screen widgets, where whenever that view came into, into view, you could run some code and update your UI. Um, it, was, it was very much like that. And I used that extensively and i thought that was one of the killer features of the early versions of the apple watch and it's actually been disappointing to see that go away i know now with third-party complications you can probably get a lot of that kind of information on the actual watch face itself but sometimes you do want a little bit more information um so that i know that there's more rumored for watch os but that's another one that how would you expect it to work would you expect it to be you have a complication on your watch and when you tap it you go into a glance rather than a full-blown app no i it could it could just be what happens when you press that uh, bottom button again potentially Mm. okay um I think it used to be that you swipe up. Yeah, and that kind was of the control, control center, center at a time, right? That was still maybe, sw- yeah, swipe. maybe you configure that. I mean, it's actually not a bad idea to tap a complication and have it go into that mode. I think you'd want that configurable, though, because there are obviously things mm-hmm. that that you couldn't necessarily represent in like a glance mm-hmm. UI that you can in the, in the main app. Um, but I think for a lot of watch apps, that is probably a more important interaction method because a lot of watch apps, you're not necessarily interacting mm-hmm. with the interface, but you do want to view kind of like a detailed widget. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of mm-hmm. want your iOS widget shrunk down, but not to the size of a complication. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would expect some kind of customize, <clears throat> like ability to customize how you get into that mode and maybe even the ability to turn it off entirely if it's not for you. But I know that that, that awkward second app switcher is something that, I usually only get into accidentally, and uh, every time I do, I'm slightly disappointed. So it'd be <laughs> nice to be able to to get rid of it. But that, even that is kind I of think... interesting. If that is your launcher, essentially, rather than showing a screenshot of your watch app, mm-hmm. that is usually mm-hmm. not 
even there because the watch is so you know resource strapped it wouldn't be completely yep. it wouldn't be i mean i'm sure they would change the ui a little bit but it wouldn't be i think it could be a cool way of showing widgets essentially some widget kit type thing as to preview yeah. of your app in the app switcher yeah and absolutely. then you can just be look like at you're it showing one timeline entry yeah like maybe you know you get one call maybe there's an extra method that's like i don't know instead of you know getting giving timeline entries it's an update now kind of thing mm. and you get that and obviously for from a ux perspective you want to you want that to be as fast as possible so you'd be encouraged to make it really lightweight if it does hit the network or render mm. complex ui or whatever but I think as long as you can get something rendered onto that screen in probably under a second, then you're doing well. And that would be quite nice. I mean, it can even be part of the normal widget. You know, your your phone can have multiple yeah, yeah. widgets. One is yeah. just a different size, and that's the one they show in, in that, yeah. that mode. Absolutely. I think that makes the most sense from that kind of API perspective. Mm-hmm. Maybe as a timeline view as well. I, I don't know if that's as relevant or if this really is about up to the, uh, up-to-date information whenever you bring it forward. And so maybe having to sort of fill a timeline ahead of time isn't what they're going for. I guess it depends on what what Apple sees as the primary use cases for this. Uh, this I say new feature, but really it's not a new feature. Uh, old feature revived. I think another possibility, which I think this has been rumored, so I'm not making this up, <laughs> is that it could be more like it's not a separate mode, but if you imagine for a special kind of watch face, imagine a like half of the watch face being almost like a giant complication, which essentially is a widget that you can swipe mm. Uh, mm. between apps. So it's mm. almost like if you think of the watch face as your home screen on your on your iPhone, where that's where your widgets mm-hmm. live. And you know how there's special yeah. kind of widgets that let you mm-hmm. stack them. Like the, the, the stacked yeah. widgets. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I have no idea. That's, I just had heard that in one of the mm-hmm. rumor podcasts or something like that. And I mm. thought, oh, that's kind yeah. of interesting too. Yeah, I could see that being a thing that makes sense and it does it would share presumably share a lot of the same sort of code and ui things that we've had for a few years and i mean be cool. apple's definitely very aware that widgets are a huge success <laughs> uh absolutely so yep. going more i think widget will see a lot of attention so now for, mm-hmm. for a while now as a result of of the success of widgets so- so now yep. everything's going to be widgets. New MacBook Pros, widget bar. <laughs> yeah. uh, Apple, t- Apple TV remote with uh, touch-sensitive widget uh, display on it on the top. I mean, the, the headset will be called Widget Pro. <laughs> oh. I, I think there's thing the called the Apple... headset, headset, by the way. Go continue. I do think the Apple TV would lend itself for yeah. pretty, pretty, like a pretty good device for uh, widgets because it's sort of something you can just have as a monitor and you just have those widgets around mm. on your screen all the time um super energy efficient um <laughs> it would be like really cool in just like any workspace or if you have a store or an office or anything like that i'm surprised they don't have it yet but uh, again we haven't yeah. really like uh what tv os has do, not yeah. been the focus at all they could do they could do like the picture in picture type of thing with with it yeah you could choose a widget to just always be displayed mm. in the corner of your mm. screen maybe mm. i do wonder like you could see watching a game and then having the score for another game mm-hmm. in the bottom right if you wanted to follow along without actually yep. having that yep. the video fade mm. that could be cool but i i do kind of like the idea of it still being like a timeline because i do think the biggest problem with watch apps is that it takes long for something to appear like if they mm-hmm. don't have data already mm-hmm. there 
it's annoying to see because mm -hmm. it also has to do so many things to save battery, right? It will immediately try, can I get connected through your phone because that is more efficient than if, if it tries to do a connection itself. If not, it kind of falls so many layers of like checks before it actually hits the network. If you have a, comp if you have a watch app that hits the network, then loads of data mm -hmm. that might be extra slow when like hmm. you usually roam when you're traveling, right? You would not use watch apps <laughs> if they go through your roaming network. Oh, no. Because it's so slow. The latency is horrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think a even if watch apps, whatever we're going to call that, the, you know, glance, mm -hmm. get, glance view of, of an app mm. would be based on a timeline and therefore is up to date. And especially if that means we get a little bit better tooling around making sure that all of our timelines are as perfectly optimized as we can. Um, yeah, I think that would be a huge improvement if I tap it and get a full full screen glance with data immediately there without any you know it's it's already mm. pre rendered it just displays a pre rendered view. Mm. I think that would be that mm. alone would make the third party watch apps in order of magnitude more useful to me. Yeah, but I also think the other thing, like the the sort of thought behind making it, uh, you know, give me one sort of result now is that if you were making an API call or whatever, the ability to say, okay, maybe don't give me the forecast for, if we're talking about weather, don't give me the forecast for 24 hours, but just give me the data now. Presumably you get less back from that API. You're working with less data. It's in theory faster. And that could be, and and then maybe behind the scenes, it does like a timeline update for the next 24 mm -hmm. hours as well. But I think the concept of saying, give me something right now that's up to date can actually be quite handy because you can optimize what you're doing in that as opposed to having to, um, you know, provide entries for... But I think the mm -hmm. problem with that is once you're... If you don't have it as systematic and you rely on people trying to optimize it, you'll land back where you are, where people just say, you know what, give me the entire database and then I filter because that's mm -hmm. just easier to do. Mm. Um, I think the benefit of having the, t the, the widget kit timeline approach is the system will kill you, but if you manage to, to pr provide a timeline at all, it will be there and you're not... Mm. Once you get a timeline, there's nothing you can do, no matter how you're developing it at that point, that will now slow it down. It's like either you mm -hmm. get a timeline or you That's return true. one entry. But assuming you, you pro generate some kind of timeline, now it's not up to you to make that work nicely. That's true. But I guess there's a whole class of apps that don't use... Uh, timelines at all or can't use timelines yeah. at all mm -hmm. because they're, they're talking about or they're dealing with data that just doesn't exist like mm -hmm. for example in my case with petty the, the petrol price is out and also yeah. blue mate for your health kit data in both of those scenarios that i can't true. actually provide mm -hmm. a forward-looking timeline and so one of the annoyances with the current watchOS complication system or even really the widget system on ios yeah. which which is a little bit better but it's not perfect is that there's no nice way to guarantee that the data you're looking at is in any way up to date mm -hmm. it could be three days out of date and you, unless you're showing the last update date as part of like the complication which would be weird there's no way for someone looking at it to guarantee whereas if you know that you're you know by pulling up or by tapping this side button and going into this special mode that that data is going to be refreshed uh, pretty much as soon as you enter that mode then there's a little bit more um, i guess assurance for your customers that this is a quote-unquote live mode or is equivalent to opening the app itself uh, as opposed to just viewing stale data which mm. can happen in a complication mm. uh, and, and is annoying yeah that's a, i mean for for sports that's another one right you can't really mm -hmm. predict yeah. i mean 
uh, but at the same time, life activities try to solve that. They do, yeah. Um, yeah, will be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, but I think the natural progression is that as devices get, you know, like the Apple Watch Ultra, bigger battery, longer battery life, things like that, more efficient uh, CPUs, more efficient networking stacks. I think eventually you get to a point where you want to allow more updates than we get to now. It's just at what point is that? the right decision but, and i mean even your ip big, big honking ipad doesn't update much more frequently that's, with widget kit, right. right so i don't think it probably should <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i don't think it's a pure <laughs> purely a you know the battery is too small and i mean obviously it's mo the most constrained on on the watch but i think apple very deliberately made the decision of like no, we render this up front, and for yep. most apps, hopefully, that you can... Pro like, weather is a great example, right? We can totally give a timeline for the next 12 hours. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are better ways to deal with apps that have that specifically have to make a deliberate decision that they can't do it this way. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it does feel like a missing thing. Like I know a bunch of apps that relied on real-time information, and a lot of them, like the medical sort mm -hmm. of you know, diabetes-related ones, and then they just haven't actually been able to migrate off the old widget system to the new widgets because they I assume it's because of a similar problem where they can't guarantee that the data is in any way up to date and that's a risk mm. if you're showing potentially out-of-date information and people are relying on this. Mm. Uh, whereas I guess they were comfortable enough with the old widget system on iOS. I, it was, I think it was called Notification Center Widgets, uh, which, like I said before, did actually guarantee an update when mm. that view came uh, like appeared mm. and it was actually almost too aggressive at some points <laughs> because you sort of swipe out and swipe back in and you get another refresh mm. but uh, i guess they were yeah. Yeah, yeah they were good about giving you those updates yeah. whereas widget kit definitely hasn't been designed for that kind of real-time information yeah it's also interesting because you know interact having some interactive component to a widget is not unlikely to happen mm. um that's right so there there has to be some some kind of rethinking about how does because it's unlikely that you're going to give a timeline for every possible interaction if you have multiple interaction yeah. an extra large oh, widget yeah. <laughs> it's very unlikely that you're like one timeline for if they hit button one one timeline for if they hit button two <laughs> right so mm -hmm. I, yeah i can see that that it's going to change yeah. a little bit and at which point a little app is essentially running mm. and so maybe you do get a little bit more time or a guaranteed call to some method mm. that allows you to update something who knows mm. yeah it's going to be interesting yeah. Anything else you're all excited about, potentially? I mean, I have the boring parts of like any yeah. any Swift UI things. I, I just yeah. I'm always excited to see Swift UI improvements. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Charts improvements. Yeah. Definitely I mean, charts improvements. Anything as well. really it, it doesn't even have to be APIs I'm using. I'm mm -hmm. just excited yeah. to to see what kind of jump we're seeing this year. Is mm -hmm. it gonna be yeah. minor no new APIs but a lot of polish? Is it gonna be like a whole bunch of is it gonna be something like Swift charts, like mm. a brand new Swift UI mm. framework? I'm just both curious and and always enjoy seeing those that what that team or those teams have been working on yeah yeah um, i totally agree with kai but the one thing i feel like we have to say because otherwise this is gonna be the year we don't talk about it and it happens don't say it <laughs> some type of swift data some type of up, big update to what core data mm. to core data some kind <laughs> of replacement or just a big leap in it i think a, a new framework for for storing data Would both you online and sync bet on, your life savings on the announcement of swift data <laughs> uh, no 
<laughs> but I, I need to Wise. say it because I really like uh, this is something we've been talking about for like four years. Uh, well, I think since. Wait, were you worried no, if you didn't since, say it that they'd be, that they'd announce no, it? No, no, we've been thinking about this. We've been talking about this since I think even before Swift UI came out. But we definitely before been Apple. No, but, but we definitely been mentioning this every time. Oh, they since heard Swift, you. Since Swift they UI they came said, out. Oh, people. Uh, they're, they're like people want the swift data like what do you mean by data like like charts and graphs data yeah i, I bet you that's what they mean oh, yeah cool we'll, we'll do that and so you you were not specific yeah. enough no, I, don't, I don't feel like we need to go into details too much here either but i just feel like they're probably it's gonna happen some year we should mention it i should mm -hmm. mention it and i do think that's inevitable yeah. but yeah whether it's this year i'd like it to be That'd be really cool. But also with more collaboration features, potentially, mm -hmm. live collaboration, I could totally see a framework to to facilitate. I think that's becoming more and more of an expectation. Mm -hmm. that but also, if you, yeah, if you look at Apple's, um, it's called Scribble. They're, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, They are using something yeah. for collaboration, and I doubt it's Firebase. So... <laughs> Some type Wouldn't of it be funny if it was? <laughs> Still on the starter plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I feel like it makes sense. And like, sorry, guy, I know I interrupted you. What were you gonna say? What was I saying? I don't remember. But I definitely, I definitely expect. Um, what? Oh no, what is it called? What is Apple's working together app? Whiteboard? Yes, Scribble. No. Yeah. Freeform? Oh, freeform. freeform. That's yeah. what I was Sorry, trying to I, say. I screwed up. I, I confirmed uh, Mullen's that, wrong. That really uh, threw me off. It's like Scribble. Scri I am Scribble sounded right, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what um, I would call it. Scribble. We've all used this app so much that we are, <laughs> have the name permanently memorized. Um, but y Apple shipped multiple apps recently that have some kind of collaboration features. Um, one is the Freeform, where you can live collaborate. The other one oh, is the also known as Scribble. Yeah. <laughs> the other one is being rebranded at WWDC. <laughs> so just ahead of the curve. Yeah, but the other one is the um, uh, the notes live mm -hmm. collaboration thing. That is definitely like they they went through a big rewrite of that, where you can actually see each other's cursors. Uh, I definitely think that I mean clearly Apple has a framework internally. That they use for mm -hmm. those kind of things. I you think, think it's just one framework and not a mishmash of a bunch of stuff. I mean, determined it, by the individual members of the teams that make them. If you dump uh, Freeform, for example, you will see that they're linking a private framework called Coherence CloudKit underscore private. Uh, you know, if if they're explicitly calling it Coherence private i think there's a chance that there is a plan for public mm. they're not re they're not calling all their frameworks they use internally private but coherence <laughs> is one that they're branding or that they're that they're calling private so i think there's a chance that we see something like coherence that could all play into the story of like hey here's a new new layer for data here's here's a live collaboration thing that is actually life and i i think that would not be an un unlikely story for them as a developer tool to, mm -hmm. to have those things together. I, in fact, think if one comes, there's a good chance the other one comes as well. Mm -hmm. I think that makes makes sense as a package. Yeah, Even though I they're agree. not directly the, coupled in the same, you can probably use coherence by itself or whatever they're actually going to call mm -hmm. it. And you can use the Swift data thing by itself probably. Mm -hmm. But I think they make for 
a cool like state of the union story of like look at this and then and they have already used two... it internally on these different yeah tools. but also just showing like multiple Macs and your iPhone and kind of showing how it kind of life updates across all their platforms mm-hmm. I think that makes sense and that everyone can use and use the power of that because I do think that's something that happens a lot on the web that we're seeing like Figma and, and a bunch of other yeah. kind of web tools mm-hmm. are very much, you would expect all of them to be live now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think native apps are definitely behind that because it's really hard to do that unless you mm-hmm. use non-Apple frameworks. And I don't think Apple wants to be in that. And last year they uh, they spent a lot of time and effort uh, with a bunch of frameworks related to setting up collaboration like mm-hmm. the sharing uh apis like a, th- oh, yeah. a bunch of sta- standard things for the for the share sheets mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. where you can easily you know share That's urls true. and of course they say then it's up to you i i actually it worked automatically with CloudKit sharing but if you weren't using CloudKit, you kind of had a way of rolling your own but it, it kind of makes sense that that might have been like a, f- a first step you know like first we're going to make it easy for you to set up uh you know live sharing and mm-hmm. now we'll actually make it easy to do to do live sharing <laughs> i hope that they expose it as part of swift data we'll call it um is that what we're calling it yeah 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 that it's not because you know what you really want you know is 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 is, is you, you don't you don't you really don't want to think of local persistence and syncing mm-hmm. and live coherence as really separate things you want to consider it really is like you know like ideally you'd be like i'm going to set up my my data and it stores locally and then i just you know set a boolean to true and now it's syncing across icloud i I know it's not gonna be as simple as that but that's kind of like as Mm. as developers that's what we want right wouldn't Mm. that be wonderful and you know they've they've tried to do that a little bit with the the way core data integrates with cloud kit with you know different degrees of success but that's you know I, i could see them maybe not even calling these three different mm. names but just the new name and then oh it has it has these features you know mm. you just you know mm. the fact that it's using coherence underscore cloud kit behind the scenes is mm. like a little secret mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and i also do think like there, there are definitely people within apple that are annoyed every time someone says they see someone recommending firebase as a as a cloud storage thing rather than using the, the built-in one and I do. I don't think that's a, the state they would like to be in forever. But I think another argument for using Firebase is cross-platform compatibility. Sure. So would you expect this to be available for other apart from I definitely from think Apple they will platforms? have some kind of. Yeah, I mean they're doing that with more and more of their things. That mm. there is technically a. I mean, whether Kit has a mm-hmm. REST API, uh, CloudKit has some kind of REST JavaScript mm-hmm. thing that you can use. I think that's a thing that they're aware of more so mm-hmm. now. I don't think it will be the default for people, but it's nice to know. I, I think it will help people use it on Apple platforms, knowing that they're not locked into that yep. forever. If you know, all of us when we build an app, we're like, it's going to be super successful, and then you know, being on all platforms at some point. Mm-hmm. I think n- taking the notion away up front that that can never happen if you use Apple's frameworks w- w- would would be useful. Even mm. if in, in theory or in, in practice, it's going to be super nice to use on Apple's platforms and kind of, you know, you know, it works, but not what you would love to work on mm-hmm. uh, on other platforms. I think that would be a yeah. decent state to be in. Mm. All right. I think we have recorded for three hours now. You think? I, I know we have. Yeah, you, you have data on this. You have an actual... Yeah. 
we've probably recorded for longer than both the keynote and the State of the Union are gonna be. Yeah, I I hope there's a there's a lot you can edit out. (laughs) (laughs) I take out the headset part. (laughs) (laughs) Five minute episode. (laughs) No, but uh, uh, I know like it might. We have focused a lot on the headset, but I'm just excited. I think there's so many new things as part of that. And I just think it's very interesting to see what this is going to be like. Mm. Um, it's definitely I, the I have part other... with the most unknowns, I think. Like, I think yeah. it's a safe assumption that there will be Swift UI changes, improvements. There will probably be changes to Swift charts. Mm. There'll be maybe new, like other new hardware. Um, of mm. course, you know, various it's, new It APIs. is kind of and, incredible, though, that we spent three hours recording a DubDub episode and I don't know if we even mentioned iOS 17. <laughs> no, I know, I know. No. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if they would not introduce iOS 17 and if they would not have any updates to Swift UI, that would still be some- that would be something we would talk about. It's just sort yeah. of an assumption now that those things are going to happen. But if it doesn't happen, mm. I think that would be yeah. super weird. Um, but I think for iOS 17, the two things that are the most strongly rumored is what is it called life activities like all the dynamic island stuff gonna increase mm-hmm. and and some kind of control center re- rebuilt i think that's mm-hmm. that's cool and i'm looking forward to seeing that but i think for me definitely had to this i think i think we spent more time talking about what band was gonna play <laughs> than we did on all ios uh tv os watch os features combined focusing on the important <laughs> that's it though i think x new xcode is something i'm probably more excited about this year than than new ios do you think <laughs> there's gonna be a lot in xcode this year do you have high do you imagine things to be very different because of the headset i think the fact that we're very likely seeing a new platform means there have been a lot must be a lot of changes in xcode and i think those improvements might come we were just talking about it earlier one thing I would like to see, SwiftUI makes it really hard to discover APIs because you have, mm-hmm. you hit, you know, you have text something and then you do dot because you want to see what view modifier am I looking for? And it's like, here there's 730 that are, uh, that apply to any view, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> and then there are some of them that are specific to text and, and, and and their and their alphabetical order yeah. and accessibility happens to be the mm-hmm. top. Uh, there's you know fifty of them that are accessibility. Mm-hmm. And those are always the top yeah. fifty. So yeah. So but I, also I can this definitely see a shape style protocol and what conforms the shape style. <laughs> and I know that the docs have gotten a bit better, yeah. but they were terrible. I think even this time last year with yeah. telling you what are the concrete types that yeah. conform to this thing. And I think. Apple's documentation is getting better at showing here are all the view modifiers you probably care about if you look at the documentation for text. Mm. Mm-hmm. And here are all the ones that apply to any view. I think those kind of things would be just such huge quality of life improvements yeah. if, if they would group them in the same way in, in, in autocomplete. I think autocomplete was definitely not built with Swift UI in mind. And I yeah. think this would be a good year to rebuild autocomplete with Swift UI in the way that we're writing declarative code. Mm. I still have, I'd say every couple of months, I'll be reading some blog uh, and I, uh, like, a, like a programming blog, a Swift UI related thing. And I will discover a view modifier that I had literally no <laughs> idea it existed. And it's exactly what I would have needed for something I recently did. I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Especially like the ones on the Mac OS where there's some that are mm-hmm. only specific to Mac OS. Yeah. I'm like, you mean there was one all along that I can't even think of the last one where I just like 
smack myself in the forehead <laughs> yeah. realizing that it existed. And so, so anything that can kind of, you know, not only make it easier to find the one that you think you're looking for, but just to remind yeah, like discovery, it's a, yeah, it, discovery it made, of new it, things. It would be great if there's like some kind of model behind the system that sort of just knows what you need and it could just suggest <laughs> the thing to you based on based on language or something. Uh, Surely that's would that be great? <laughs> would never would never happen. Yeah. I do not expect a lot of large language model stuff from Apple this year. I I ex- I don't I think they will maybe highlight some things that they have done related to AI for oh, example. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't think there will be anything for developers. I mean, you can already see that now, right? In interviews where, like, we used AI for forever to save lives with crash mm-hmm. detection. I think that's going to be the storyline for this. It's like, we've used AI for a long time for things that save people's lives and other important things, but behind the scenes to, to improve people's lives, not upfront mm-hmm. as a as the product itself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the line they will go with this year. I, I think Apple will, obviously, they internally probably worked on large language model related things, but I cannot see Apple releasing something big until it can run on device. I think it would be weird if they're like, and now we send, you know how we always said privacy and everything stays on your phone? Now we send every single keystroke and every single word you're saying to a server and do everything there. That would, I think that would feel weird. <laughs> Indeed. Cool. <laughs> any any last things? Let's do the one bold thing. Just one bold thing. Everyone has to say one thing. They we've been talking for three hours. We will have mentioned it. <laughs> no, I I can go first. I got one I, that that is is I would say it's bold. I don't think it's going to happen this year. But speaking of all the complication changes and possible return of glances, I'll my bold prediction is that this will be the year of third party watch faces. All right. Yeah, okay, that's cool. That's you know, good. the ability for a developer to customize every pixel of that face. And yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Adam. Um, I already picked headset release this year, which I think is bold, but I won't reuse that. Um, okay, I'll just pick something random. Um, I will predict that the word reality will not appear in the product name of the (laughs) Apple's headset in any way, shape, or form. It is bold. I like it. You're right. Mm, Cool. Hmm. All right, Manin. Okay, I think um, you will be able to register for dev kits on the week of WWDC. I like that. Dev Mm. kits for the reality headset, obviously. (laughs) Register interest or commit to paying for one in some commit. vague way. Okay. Basically, mm. get in line mm. or put yeah, your like hat that. in the lottery. However, okay. mm. I go with a double. Uh, I think the headset will be a thousand bucks, and all four of oh us will get God. one. <laughs> that is. <laughs> That's bold. Okay. It's very bold. <laughs> yeah. The de- developer, whatever the thing is that we we get our hands on, I think we'll not be. not yeah. playing to win. I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, part of me is like, how much of a discount do they offer it for? Do like if they want to do a discount at all, is it just one dollar? And it's like, you know, first in, best dressed. Is it? <laughs> Ooh, I hope it's not best dressed. You have to get invited <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> yeah i don't know i um i'm definitely interested to see what the approach to rolling out both any potential dev kit but also the sdk is 
Like it wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't in the first few betas or if it wasn't in anything until September. Like that, that I, I think it's unlikely, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I can Do- totally see the full announcement being done now and developers having to wait a little bit to but to do you think the the three of us uh, that go to dubdub do you think we will on wednesday talk about our experience having worn one before i do yeah do yeah so do do all of you think that we will have had a headset on by wednesday oh man that's what i should have picked yeah i think there will be a hands-on yeah yeah Yes, I think I would. I, yeah, with, I don't know for sure, but yeah. Let's get yeah, one more pick. I think you will be able to order them with prescription. Ah. Yes. Mm. That means we have to buy two. <laughs> well, I'm going to get my eyes. I'm going to get LASIK stuff. It's then, probably then cheaper than buying <laughs> reality Here, Here's a question. Here's a qu- okay, this is just one. one. I, I should have asked this before. What do you think the predominant color of oh. the headset is going to be great question silver silver yeah black looks too techy too nerdy white white oh ipods ipods white if that's even a color i think initially i would have picked white because i'm because that's what like other vr headsets are and then i thought black is almost too black I don't know. Silver is good. I like silver because that's like, okay, like the original Apple Watch obviously also came in mm-hmm. space gray, but silver was clearly its primary color. So Apple does sometimes decide that the lighter colors are the, I don't know, the one that they standardize. <laughs> Oh, man. Will you be able to pick the... And I think if you if they are having these, you know, manufacturing issues or delays or whatever i think as fewer sort of combinations as possible mm-hmm. will be preferred and so you probably will end sure. up with only one color and it's going to be the the not color essentially whatever the material yeah. happens yeah. to come in yeah <laughs> do you think the yeah, front yeah. of the goggles do the front of the goggles have a screen no as has been I rumored in a, so. a, 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 the most bizarre rumor but it keeps coming up even recently it's i think german or someone doubled down on it mm. that, but why? that the front you, you don't want to mean yeah sure so so that so that you could uh so it could display the person who's wearing it facial uh eye expressions to yeah, the that person that you're enacting eyes <laughs> yeah that feels yeah. very <laughs> tacky no that's not yeah gonna i'm not ever going to be wearing a pair of these goggles in a room with a person who's not wearing them also mm. like period just because I don't want, I don't like the idea of people being able to see me, and I can't <laughs> see them directly. I, I also feel like, considering how constrained, how many constraints they already have on size, battery life, weight, Crisis. price, adding another display just for the outside. But, but so you're assuming they've they've made good decisions in, re- <laughs> in relation to the man. That's my bold pick. I'm changing it. Yeah, Exterior you, you actually think there will be one. I think they should not do this. <laughs> but the rumor keeps coming back. So it's either like it's either someone has grossly misunderstood somewhere like on in the, in the rumor pipeline or Apple has purposely leaked just ridiculous bullshit just to see if they can trust people. Trick. 
I don't know. It, like I said, this isn't just like made up room. Oh, I heard some random guy on Twitter saying I heard mm. that it's going to have a front screen. These are like the, the reliable mm. leakers that we have trusted on almost all the other things that are on our list of things. It, it just keeps coming back. You we sit- keep assuming, oh, that can't be right. But it. <laughs> you sit alone in your, living, in your dark living room and the only thing illuminating the space is your goofy <laughs> front screen <laughs> eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's haunted house material right now. <laughs> well, it could be anything. Maybe, and maybe you could customize it. You could make it look like your Memoji, or you can, yeah. you know. That, that's I the want... only reason why I'm not completely like 100 yeah. no, because I can totally see them being like, right. you create your your character, and now it looks like that. But it would be so weird. Oh, I just thought of another prediction. It's a future prediction. Okay. <laughs> Memojis updated to include Apple headset wearing uh, oh, yeah. people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that I, I can see. I, I think you're right. But, mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> well, they, they do it with AirPods, so it mm. makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, all, it's almost like, I'm not saying they'll do that day, but you know, you know before the end of the year, yeah. that'll definitely. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be in the uh, 17.1 update as the, hey, everyone must update <laughs> new emojis <laughs> and you want your mm. Apple AR goggles. Yeah. I do wonder if the headset will have haptics, like the haptic engine. And uh, good question. Just, you're watching a concert, and it's like doof, doof, you need a Blink 182 concert. That's, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I very much look forward to to our post WWDC episode. Where I was just going to ask you for committing to a just, post. I was just going to tell us not to commit. <laughs> I think we have to. I think we have to. There's so much speculation. We have to see here. who's won and lost their life savings. <laughs> yeah. It's over. Yeah. yeah. No, I think. I think and in first place, Smallin with five life savings <laughs> worth, of, worth of money. I think we'll all be negative. I also feel like I've been so down and out on this product that if that changes, there needs to be an opportunity to uh, reflect that in the in the yeah. podcast land. 